welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, V. And Megan. We interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We ask people on Twitter and Instagram. Remember to follow us on Instagram. We're leaving Twitter. Twitter. Um, if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. Today with us, we have Howie Perry. Hi. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi, Howie. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thank you so it? much for coming on the show. This is super exciting. Thanks um, for having you, me. You've worked on a ton of awesome shows, and you've been supervising directing, which is super, super cool. Um, yes. Before we get into all the nitty gritty of what it means to be supervisor, supervising director, I like to start the interview by asking our guest, uh, did you go to art school? <laughs> <laughs> Give us the deets, Howie. Yeah, I did. I did. I have a, uh, I guess, a very maybe unusual kind of um, mm -hmm. upbringing of animation because I always mm -hmm. wanted to draw. I always, it was the only thing I could do was draw was doodle in my room um and i'll fast forward all the way to high school i think in my senior year this animation school actually opened up in my hometown i'm from long island uh new york by the way and there's no animation anything there like you draw cartoons like you're a weirdo um <laughs> <laughs> like you know so um yeah my, my high school teacher came to me one day with like a newspaper at back when they used to run ads in the newspapers or whatever mm -hmm. that, that was all we could read um and uh yeah she's like this school opened up like right down the street for it's called the center for character animation i think that's what it was called and i went down there with my dad checked it out and yeah it was this um uh this guy named brian brian mitchell who lived in la and started an animation school in new york he, had, mm -hmm. he moved back home back east and then yeah started this school and up until then i was just drawing uh you know, as any kid in high school would draw. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about cartoon construction. I wanted to be an animator. I wanted to work at Disney because this is also like the uh, mid nineties mm -hmm. um, when Disney was having like their resurgence of, you know, you know, Lion King, Aladdin, all that stuff. So mm -hmm. I wanted to be a Disney animator. Uh, mm -hmm. And yeah, Brian taught me like how to actually draw for real. <laughs> um, he taught me how to use construction. He showed me the Preston Blair book. I was like, what? Like, what is all this? Um, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, so like, I go, because I was like probably 16 or 17 at the time, I was about to go off to college. So Brian taught me all this amazing stuff, how to actually animate. And then I went, my parents, they didn't want me staying home. They were like, you need to go, just get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get out. Like, I wanted to go, maybe go to school in New York City. Like, there was SVA, but, like, mm. I, I, CalArts was too far. Um, mm. So I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia, which was about two and a half hours away from mm. um, from my house, from, from my parents' house. Um, it was, like, a two-year program, and they're no longer in business. So oh, let's no. just say that <laughs> it was... It was, uh, uh, I made some great friends that I'm still friends with today, um, but the school itself, yeah, it was not great. Um, oh, no. I really didn't learn that much, uh, thank, but thanks to what happened to me in high school, going to that animation school that was like right down the street from my parents' house, um, I was able to use that information and I'm still using it today. Like it was, cause I, w I had like an, like kind of a, you know, an up on everybody else on the school. Cause I actually knew how to like draw oh, um, wow. like with construction and all that stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, 
but yeah, that was kind of like my animation upbringing. So, dang, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it's like, uh... wait, so would you say you learn more at that high school? Yes, uh, totally. Little... Yes. Yeah. And I didn't really go like that's the other thing too is like because I was like I think I think I was a high school senior, or. Mm -hmm. Or before, what's the one where you're before a senior? <laughs> was it junior? Junior? Yeah, junior. It's been Remember a while since I've been in high school. Remember high school? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> junior? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, was, I, I, just, I just remember being like on my way out of high school, right? And I was like, oh, I wish this school opened up earlier, you know? Um, but yeah, I totally learned more there. I think I maybe took like one class or two, and then I would just, I would hang out there sometimes, you know? Because it was like, it was even like walking distance from my house. Like, that's how close it was. Wow, um, that's a great and, resource. And Brian himself, like he had a little studio set up there where he would do like freelance boards and stuff and freelance animation for studios back in LA. So I would mm -hmm. see what he was doing, you know, and he would show me. And I'd be like, oh my God, like what? Like it was so like, it was amazingly cool and daunting. And this is back when I'm going to, you know, make myself sound old. I'm not that old people. Um, but the, <laughs> the, internet, the internet was in its early days. So there was no like YouTube. There was, you know, yeah. it was really hard to find information. Um, mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Like you had to really search for it. And just to have someone speak to you about like, you couldn't just go on YouTube and find like animator that works at Disney. And then like find all these animators who work at Disney telling you like what it's like there. Like that didn't exist when I was in high school. So for mm -hmm. Brian to tell me like all these cool like stories when he worked in the industry, um, he had an interesting um, career too, where he was an animator at Don Bluth. He was an animator mm -hmm. like on like a was it Disney like TV special. Like it was like Disney like video specials, like direct to video specials, I think. He might have done mm. feature stuff too. I don't know. I can't remember. But uh, anyway, yeah, he taught me a ton. He also, it wasn't just feature stuff too. He also taught me like how to, um, like also, well, he taught me how to uh, look at animation, like what it mm -hmm. means and everything. And then taught me limited animation. Like he had like a projector in his uh, little school there. Um, and would show like Yogi Bear cartoons, like old Hanna Bear cartoons and like break it down. He showed me like Toot Whistle, Pumpkin Bloom. Um, and that was just like mind like I never seen like this stuff before. Like it was <laughs> mind blowing, you know. Um, mm. So yeah, definitely learned more at that place than I ever. Because when I went to the art institute, it was a school that let everybody in. If you had a checkbook, <laughs> and, oh and no, that, and that check cleared, they let you in. And that's I kind think... of why they're out of business now is because they let anyone in, and they went to high schools, and they would just like. Oh. recruit i don't know whether like they would just break like just take kids like from high school like, kids that had no business being in art school and they kind of suckered oh, them no. they would get their get their bank information and start charging them and then they got sued for it years later and like a, i think a giant class action lawsuit and really interesting yes i want to maybe like 10 years 10 15 10 years ago 10 15 years ago yeah they got this big lawsuit and they yeah they went Dang. under um you're one of the survivors. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, but like I said, I made good friends there. Um, I kind of learned like what not to do. Um, again, this is a school in Philly, so like you're not gonna get like um, the, the most amazing. Like we, a lot of my teachers were experimental animators from mm, like yeah. either New York. Um, and there yeah. were there were some good ones. Like don't get me wrong. Like there were some ones where I was like, oh, like I'm gonna follow you. You know. Um, yeah. But the stuff I learned in yeah in high school at that little animation school was like yeah stuff that i still use today um so hell yeah it's funny that you bring up the limited animation too because that was something like 
because you were my boss, Howie, and you were one of my best bosses. Because uh, that's something that we yeah. always talk about with storyboarding, too, is that you have such an efficient way of boarding and handling, like, acting, and it's just... It, from an outsider, you're like, wow, this guy's so quick. He can just draw so quick. But it's also, like, knowing how things are going to look in the end result and how to, like, communicate things so effectively and so quickly. And, like, that's why Hanna-Barbera and all that stuff works so well because, like, it's so limited. But the point is always, like, you always get what they're trying to, you know, put across, and it's great. I love yeah, that Yeah, I had, like, a like a crisis when I was in high school when I was, like, I want to be a feature animator. And then I learned – or not learned, but I would – discovered through Brian like all this um limited animation like Hanna Barbera mm-hmm. with like these amazing designs um by like Ed Benedict or whoever um and I was like wait so you don't need like 50 million drawings to like get your point across in a scene mm-hmm. like, so like, great. like all you need <laughs> is like some kick-ass design and a really like appealing pose mm-hmm. um to Strong like just, ABs. Yeah, the, just AB, yeah, you know me with my ABs. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Anyone that's worked with me, I don't know even, even know where I picked it up from, but yeah, if you ever see my boards, they're always covered in AB poses. Um, but yeah, it's like you don't need to do all that fancy feature animation. I love it, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Um, but you can also just get those points across with like, yeah, two drawings. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it's interesting too. If you have great designs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you, you bring it up because I do feel like, I mean, it's something. I think we were talking about it with Lauren Faust on the podcast and I've been talking about it with other people like not on the podcast, but it's kind of a, an art form that's kind of like lost a little bit. There's not that many storyboard artists right now who know how, who know how to storyboard economically efficiently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool that like you were able to like learn it and so early on too, you learn it in high school. That's, super cool yeah i mean and that was all animation like i had no like i knew storyboards existed but i didn't really have any like i just wanted to be an animator mm-hmm. um it wasn't until later until i moved out to la that i got into storyboards and still like my first job here was um being a flash animator oh that's um, right yeah so when you're a flash animator and all you want to do is draw <laughs> yeah it's, it's a very uh, just not, nothing but um your brain is just on fire the whole time it's like i, ha- I had literally like <laughs> because like especially back then this is like going what was like 2002 to 2003 mm-hmm. um like we, we had wacom tablets you know and it was always you know it's awkward drawing with those things and sorry to anyone that's actually still using those things but uh Cintiqs, Cintiqs makes it so much easier but like you know like like everyone's just like including me like you're just pulling points you know when you're animating in flash and you're transforming rotating whatever and it's all fine it's all good whatever but like for me it's like i need to draw <laughs> so yeah. it was really really difficult so i had like this giant stack of xerox paper next to my desk uh and i was just doodling like all day long and also working on my scenes but doodling 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 <laughs> on paper paper and then working on my scenes and then going you know back and forth and like my supervisor was like is he working <laughs> like, oh, no. it looks like he's just doodling all day long and you know but i got my work done but um yeah, so what was I talking about again? I forget. I'm I'm going off on tangents. Um, um that was kind of cool. Uh, that you're... Limit animation, yes. Yeah. Limit animation, yeah. So mm-hmm. working in Flash, it makes you very economical because if you're animating that stuff, you don't want a character like moving around three dimensionally or anything, you know. So it's like, yeah. and to me, it's like just keeping it simple is just always the best way to go about it. Um, yep. Yeah. I agree. So yeah, especially my, uh, my... for cartoony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you don't want to like 
And I think a lot of people now also, they get excited by, like, animating, because 2D animation kind of doesn't really exist as much as a job. So we all, a lot of anim- people that want to be animators jump to boards, and then it's like, oh, I'm going to add all these overthrows and all this extra stuff to the boards mm-hmm. to really showcase my skills, which is fine, whatever. But also, like, if you're doing cartoony stuff especially, it kind of loses its impact. The more stuff you put in, it's not... It loses that fun, like, that bounce, that, like, that squash and stretch goes away when you mm. add too much crap in. Yes. Um, I'm always in... Yeah, you've heard me before, Megan. Uh-huh. Like, keep it flat, <laughs> keep it simple. Yeah. Like, there's a time and place for everything um, when it comes to boarding, you know? Just... Uh, mm-hmm. For TV especially. Like, we don't have the budgets. We don't have the money to do fancy camera moves all the time. And <laughs> so... <laughs> and, and for comedy, like, it just reads better when it's flat. Um, yeah. And then when it's a crazy action scene, car chase, whatever, yeah, then you can add some dynamic angles it's all about the cheats that's what it's Hell all yeah. about cheating that's another thing i love yeah. that you were like super like for on minimalist which was great it was that you were always like just do like cheat it just make it work you can just cheat things as long mm-hmm. as it like works then it's working which is great because people get really caught up in like the technical aspect of like well how did the character walk from this area to this area i remember you'd always be saying like you had to cut out that shoe leather like nobody wants to yeah. watch somebody walking across the screen boring <laughs> yeah that was something i learned um and I'll, I'll i'm skipping all around here but i'm sure you guys don't mind um yeah <laughs> go for it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay about, about the cheating um <laughs> that was all fun until i got caught when i worked on a cg show <laughs> and then they were oh, like no. what are you doing yeah. yeah i worked with um i worked on fanboy and chum chum the first season which was mm. i think the first yeah the first and maybe yeah the yes it was the first cg show i worked on um and this is around what 2009 so it's still like fair 2010 i was still fairly new um to boarding and uh yeah i was just doing my they were like yeah just board the way you board i was like okay cool and it was full of like zip pans and cheats and you know like characters <laughs> all of a sudden they're in one corner of the room then they're in the other corner and i remember doing like this um episode with uh, a haunted house and the show creator eric eric robles called me in his office and he's like okay he had like this little mock-up like he made the, I, I hope I'm remembering this correctly and not I didn't dream this. Because <laughs> like, like, like he had like this mock-up, like he made like a like out of like uh like foam core or whatever, like a mock-up of the um of this haunted house. And he's like, okay, so let me get this straight. This scene the characters are here, and then in this scene their characters are here, and this scene the characters are here. How do they do that? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, Uh-oh. like I'm looking at like this is my the first time I'm realizing like, oh, it's all. He's like, yeah, we're gonna have to build all these new sets and whatever in CG because, because because you're cheating it. It's all these <laughs> new like you know these new areas of the house that don't exist. Um, so I was like, okay, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I got busted, but um, Bust. but, but but I show like middlemost though. Like yeah, we we cheated all the time because it adds to the cartooniness and the zaniness of it too, and. Yeah, and the shoe leather part, um, it was when I, I worked on um, Mr. Peabody and Sherman show mm-hmm. at DreamWorks. And this is like, mm-hmm. I don't know, going back, what, six years ago or so, maybe longer? I don't know. My memory shot. Um, and that was a show where I was doing uh, boards and um, and writing. We got outlines. So it was, it was, mm-hmm. it was a board-driven show. And, oh, my God, it was like the one of the most amazing crews I've ever worked with. Um 
and the writers, the showrunner, Dave Smith, everyone was like, they would, oh, they were like, just hammer it in, like, get rid of the shoe leather, get rid of the shoe leather. Because I think everyone was just very long on their episodes, too. Mm-hmm. And it really made me even more economical, like, and more like just cutting out the crap, you know, and just being like, rapid fire, like, <laughs> joke, mm-hmm. joke. We had like this, I can go on and on about that show, but you also had like, just, uh, just, again, an insane crew with just amazing pitches. The pitches had like people on the floor like dying in laughter, <laughs> and yeah, it was like, and people were doing the the other board artists doing it was just rapid fire jokes over and over again. If you were pitching and there was like a three seconds of silence, at least to me, at least, I'd be like, oh no, I bombed. <laughs> like, oh my like, god, yeah, it, was like, it was so hardcore. Everyone was so funny and amazing. That yeah, so it, a lot of pressure. It, it was yeah. so much pressure. It was the most fun ever because I, I, I don't, know, I thrive off of that kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. Like I, need, <laughs> I need that. Otherwise, I, I get very lazy. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's awesome working with that crew and having like that camaraderie. You know, like yeah, yeah, I love that. I, I do agree with that idea a little bit. That like, I don't know. Uh, it's nice to be challenged on a show. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Every, I don't know for you guys, but every time I'm on a show and I'm like, I know exactly what needs to be done on the show and what, like, how to do these shot and these sequences of shot. And it's all stuff that I've done before. I, it's tough because it's like, mm-hmm. well, I, I'm not like growing, right? Gets boring. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's also like the magic of animation is that we can do all these fun things so it's like <laughs> it's tough that like it's like oh i don't want to be bored in a sitcom or something because it's like it's animation let's do stuff that our media you know can do that other places can't yes and those are the shows that i always want to work on i don't want to work on i don't want to work yep. on like boring shows <laughs> I've, I've worked on preschool shows it ha- it hasn't gone well but that goes to show kind of like what a style is I like to kind of yep. always talk about that on interviews to kind of like demystify what it means like the tone of a show or like the style of a show and it's not just the drawing style but it's also like what kind of a comedy as a board artist do you like gravitate towards or like how do you stage and i think what you're talking about is a very specific um style that like a very specific kind of cartoony because i feel like there's different types of cartoony styles mm-hmm. um i don't know if you guys agree there's like the a little bit more like the 20s kind of 30s yeah. rubber hose that's like different yeah. from like the kind of like upa yeah people will come up to you and be like i know cartoony and then you see like no no, that's not that's not cartoony yeah i don't know like (laughs) yeah everyone had definitely has different different interpretations of what cartoony is um Mm -hmm. it's true i to me it's always about the story like you know for boarding at least it's like it's always about pushing the characters like on middlemost like we were always pushing the acting like we just wanted Mm -hmm. to push those characters we wanted them to look funny no matter what they were doing um uh and then yeah staging for cartooniness um yeah again just keeping it flat and simple is the way to do it you know um i think nowadays there's a lot of uh, uh people watch a lot of or see a lot of things on youtube there's a lot of cool things out there on the internet and mm-hmm. like there's a lot of bad um how do I say this nicely? <laughs> People are making <laughs> a lot of bad choices because there's just so much information out there and I don't blame them. Like my mm. mind would be like, you know, spinning around too. Um, but 
yeah, if you're working on a show like Middlemost or on like a comedy TV show, like everything has to kind of work together. And if you have a board or if you're boarding like really dynamically, which is fine for like features or whatever, but mm-hmm. if you're doing like silly Middlemost comedy, um, it's also very character driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to work. Um, yeah. yeah. It's funny because that was something that on the Loud House, I remember they had a hard time staffing on that show because, um, and I looked at some of the tests as well, and I was like, oh, interesting. Like, there's <clears throat> there were some tests that were like extremely cinematic, and it's like, oh yeah, that's not the show. <laughs> it's like C- a, cinematic you know. is a term that has been yelled at me <laughs> um, <laughs> so many times, so many times. I hate uh, that term. Yeah. Nobody knows what it means. I, Everyone has a different definitions. I was definition. just gonna say that. I think we've had yep. this talk before, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. I'm like, you don't know what cinematic is. Like, yeah um yeah uh yeah it's also because like people i think they think cinematic and they start like putting tone in their boards like now <laughs> this is cinematic i'm like but that's not really cinematic it's Do you mean kind like the of coloring about, in of boards like the yeah it's like yeah, now it's cinematic yeah. we got some grayscale in there it's like no it's kind of cinematic <laughs> boards are more about like thinking about like the camera and how can the camera be like moved around like depth and not just you know yeah. like the typical kind of poses but like how are these characters working in this environment because you can still have really simple cinematic boards yeah yeah and i think the yeah. the, the feature boards that are simple is the, the ones that people still gravitate towards you yes know? Uh, i yep. agree very much yeah. be- because it's like then it's like clear and like mm-hmm. at the end of the day you want your audience to know what's going on on the mm-hmm. screen i think that's the hardest thing about storyboarding is like and actually, Jeremy Polgar was great on Thundercats. He was my director because he, he's an animator first, kind of like you. How you're an animator first, so it's kind of like I'm a really wannabe great. animator first. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I try. I try. I try. I got, luckily I got into boards. Like I was just like, you know what? I like boards better than animation. So yeah, but, but I, I think having the animation background at least for a board, like kind of, it has my like I'm wired to kind of animate when I go to board. But I still keep it simple. That's the thing. It's like restraint, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also just kind of like that, like, the rhythm of mm-hmm. it, where it's just, like, one information at a time. Not, like, right? I feel like a lot of the time, it, with newer board artists, when I give, like, storyboard portfolio reviews or whatever, it's just like, break it down, break it down. So it's just like, we don't, like, there's too many things that change from this picture to the, the other, and now I just don't know what to pay attention to. Yes. Uh, rhythm is something that I've been, uh, Megan has heard me say it probably a million times, like, rhythm, rhythm, timing, rhythm, timing, timing, rhythm. <laughs> I've yeah. said it a million times. Like, I'm like, because if you talk to me about boarding, I'm like, I don't care about your drawings. <laughs> I don't care yeah. what they look like draw stick figures i don't care it has to be clear and it has mm. to be a timing or rhythm to the you know the scene or the mm. sequence like that's the most important thing um and like l- lucky for me like all these things kind of like like i, I guess i am self-taught or whatever i don't know but like it's just a lot of these i was given a lot of opportunities in the beginning of my career to like do these things and like learn it instead of like making bad choices for 10 15 20 years and then like having to break those bad you know those bad Mm -hmm. habits or whatever yeah because when i worked at um like my first boarding job was at renegade uh it's a small studio still around in glendale they're awesome and uh they got a show for cartoon network called hi hi puffy amayumi oh Um, i remember that yeah was it yeah 
didn't Sam Register make this? He's the head of. Yes, it was, I, believe, I believe it. Uh, yes, I believe it was Sam's he idea. At the head uh, honcho. The yes. man himself. The man himself. <laughs> yes. Everybody listening to this episode now is gonna like look at Sam Register on LinkedIn <laughs> and try to add him. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sam. <laughs> sorry, Sam. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so like Renegade, like uh, Daryl, Daryl Van Sears, who owns uh, uh, Renegade and runs it, um, who's like a pretty famous uh, big deal uh, Disney animator. Um, he just like, hey, because like I, the story, the long story is, I might as well just tell it all. I went in there because it was going to be like, I had just ended my first job in LA, which was doing flash animation, which was at Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. And some of the people I worked with were like, hey, there's this new show starting up up at renegade um they do, they're gonna be flash animators it's all gonna be um in in-house um and this is at the same time when foster's uh, home for imaginary friends was starting up mm-hmm. so it was like it was like puffy and foster's were like the two flash shows mm-hmm. um so i went to renegade with my portfolio in hand and i was like i do flash animation had my reel on cd-rom oh and, my god uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> maybe it was a dvd i don't remember um <laughs> uh and then floppy disc and then yeah yeah floppy was on floppy yeah uh, it was on cassette tape um so, oh my god <laughs> let's just keep going down um so laser disc yeah so i interviewed with daryl and he was like um so why why do you want to do flash animation <laughs> i'm like i don't know it's just i'm an animator this is what the, the work i've been finding out here he's like yeah but you can draw and he's like looking at my portfolio you know and I'm like, okay. And he's like, why don't you just do boards? And I'm like, I've never done boards. I don't even know what that is. What? So he gave me like a page of the script and said, why don't you do this and come back like in a couple of days? Mm-hmm. So I went home and I had no idea what I was doing. And I boarded out like, I think it was like a page or two of like an episode of Puffy. Um, show it to him. And he's like, yeah, you're hired. I'm like, oh, okay, what? great. Dang. Yeah, what? And I had no idea what I was doing. And on top of that, they were like, oh, board artists are also going to direct. What? I'm like, yeah, oh. like, I'm like, what, what? <laughs> New job and a promotion. <laughs> I don't know how to do any of this. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, the board artists were going to direct their own episodes with the in-house um, Flash animation crew, um, which also happened to be mostly made up of the people I was just sitting next to at my last job. <laughs> so, like, oh my all, God. Of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm their boss. Yeah. Not, not awkward at all. Um, <laughs> Did you like the power? Oh yes, the power. <laughs> the power yes, um, I'm not that person. I was like scared. I'm like, what? But you just kind of go along with it, you know. Um, luckily, like there was amazing people there that were cool, and yeah. I was just like like a sponge. I could just like just absorb everything. Like, I just, just want to learn from everybody. Um, so, uh, um, where was I going again? I I lose my train of thought all the time. What what was I talking about? Oh, You're storyboarding. Just- yeah, yeah. how you kind of like stumbled into it i guess like on that emmy poofy show that's what i'm gonna talk about timing okay so, <laughs> yeah. so while I was at Ren- this happens all the time get ready um so uh so so while i was at renegade um we were boarding out on paper in the beginning but then they wanted to transition to digital boards and at the time that was like there was no storyboard pro if there was like i don't think anyone was using it um they just wanted us to board in flash and kind of edit our own um animatics too now of course of course that's also like you know a cost saving measure um mm-hmm. uh so because that was the other thing i had to do was cut animatics with an editor and i'm like i've never done this before mm-hmm. um so 
Yes. But for season two, I believe they got us like these tablet PCs and they were like, can you just, um, uh, yeah, board in flash and then time it out, sound effects, whatever you can, you know, if you can throw music in there, great. And I was like, I don't know any, like, how do I, uh, again, how do I do this? Like, I just, <laughs> I just figured out the job and now they're throwing new things at me. Um, oh, but my that, God. but that was like super amazing and important. Like, even mm-hmm. though at the time I was like, oh, I, I already, I don't know, struggling or whatever, trying to get just boarding and directing done. Like now I got to cut my own animatics, but it taught me like the rhythm. It taught me how to yeah. time things. Mm-hmm. And it's like so important for a board artist to learn that. Like yeah. it's more important than the drawings. Like I don't care. Again, I don't care about your drawings. <laughs> pretty drawings are great. We all love pretty drawings. Um, but but pretty drawings are going to be boring if the story is boring. <laughs> yeah. If the gags aren't funny, you know. So it really, really taught me like how to make sure like I'm setting up jokes correctly. I'm not holding on things too long, or maybe holding on something is, or, or maybe holding on something too long is funny, you know. Like being able to like mess around with it myself mm-hmm. um, was like really cool and like liberating. So yeah, from that moment on, it, it, <laughs> I guess it really messed me up. <laughs> so I was like, all, <laughs> all the jobs after that, I wasn't directing. I just was doing boards again, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like back on paper. But but I took like I took all that um all that stuff i learned from cutting my own animatics to now you know doing my boards and it's helped and mm-hmm. another thing too like when you pitch it's like mm-hmm. you, pitching is another thing it's like super 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 important you know because it's like you're selling your your episode your ideas your gags everything to the whole entire crew um but i just realized i'm not drawing anything on this jam board <laughs> That's because you're. That's because we're making you talk. It's because I don't shut up. I don't shut up. I talk forever. I talk. It's all your wisdom. We're on the second page. (laughs) Join us. Join us on the second page if you want. Exactly. It's funny because don't worry. (laughs) We have like two types of like personalities that come on the podcast. It's like I can truly do it, and some sometimes they're like, oh, I don't think I can do it. It's like it's fine. You're talking. You're I really to want talking. to. I really want to draw. I really want to draw because drawing is fun. <laughs> if I go back <laughs> but, to my old episode, I'm like, is, yeah. "Wow, I didn't draw anything." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have to make up for that now. I'm like, "Look, guys, I can draw. I swear, I just can't draw and talk." <laughs> it's all those times when you're drawing and someone's talking to you, and you're like, "Are you even listening to me?" I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if I if I am drawing, I'm really not listening. <laughs> so now we that's know. why I can't. Yeah, yeah. I think so I kind of want to go through let's do like a quick little rundown of all the 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 productions that you uh were staffed on so you were you were storyboarding directing doing the animatic at um Renegade on I can never say the name of that hi hi Puffy Amayumi (laughs) hi hi Puffy Puffy Ami. Ami Yumi. That's in that order. I'm like, yeah. I know there's Puffy. I know there's Ami. You can call it Puffy. Just call it Puffy. That's Puffy. What we, all we all call it the Puffy Show for some reason. On the Puffy Show, yeah. On the Puffy Show, we did this. On the Puffy Show, we did that. Yeah. So. The Puffy Show. So, yeah, the Puffy Show. So, so what, can, what other shows did you work on after that? And were you just, were you a um a board artist most of the time? Like, what was kind of like a little bit. Can you kind of like tell us a little bit what the progression looked like? Um, yeah, I was a board artist most of my career. Um, so I feel like I was really in the trenches. So by the time mm-hmm. I got to actually direct, I was like, I felt confident because I never mm-hmm. felt confident. That's just how I am. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so I didn't get to, to direct again 
from Puffy all the way up until like what, what was it on Bullwinkle. Um, mm. Well, I did get hired to direct on Trolls, the Trolls TV show mm. at DreamWorks. Um, mm-hmm. That didn't last that long. Um, I I did direct on Trolls for a little bit, and then Bullwinkle was starting up uh, right next door, and that was almost like pretty much my the same crew I just worked with on the Peabody and Sherman show. Mm. Um, so I was able to just kind of you know, slide over to that. Um, so I, I kind of consider that like my first, like, uh, well, maybe second technically directing gig. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and then from there, um, yeah. But let's see, let's go, let's go back even further. Yeah. So after Puffy, uh, that was when I went to Nickelodeon to work on this preschool show that did not work out well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'll save you a lot of stories that I probably can't tell on this podcast. But I got out of there fairly quickly. Um, mm. Yeah, that was a crazy show. Um, that was Nihao, Nihao Kailan, mm. uh, which was starting up. Uh, so from there, I went on to my gym partners and Monkey at Cartoon Network, mm. which is where I met a lot of amazing people like Carl Ferullo and all these other mm. like just super funny people. Like, <laughs> And it was the first like outline uh, or board-driven show that I've worked on. Mm. On Puffy, there were like – I think I did like two ep- two or three maybe episodes – I boarded that were from outline just because the writers couldn't finish the scripts in time. <laughs> I think. So they're like, can you just like, we have a paragraph of what the episode is supposed to be. Can you just do it? I'm like, okay, sure. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like another thing on the, on Puffy. So yeah. Uh, that's oh. I, <laughs> I learned how to do everything. Um, so, uh, so yeah, on gym partner, that was board driven. And that was like, Oh my God. Like, yeah, the crew on that show. Like I remember, I think on my first or second day, Ian was Solik was, pitching his board i had just gotten there i had no idea what was going on it was like because it was almost like my even though i worked at nick before that i didn't really meet too many people on that at that studio mm-hmm. um so it's it working at cartoon network was like oh my god like i'm working with all these people i've heard about before um it was like i am mm-hmm. so nervous um i think i'm gonna come, come across as a very nervous person after this podcast <laughs> not really but, but back back in those days um so so yeah ian uh we, we all like went and i and on puffy we never pitched actually there were no pitches we would just hand out board ins and yeah we, when we were making animatics like we just handed in the animatic and we get approved then we would make it um but on gym partner we did pitches and yeah i that pitch ian's pitch like everyone was like just ah, like screaming with laughter banging tables punching Dang. walls like it was like the, like the, the funniest thing like ah, and it was uh, <laughs> and i don't think you will mind, mind me saying this but there was a lot of humor in there that would definitely be cut out from the show later like it was a lot of adult humor like oh, just no. to, just to get jokes in the room but yeah. still like even with even without that stuff like it was it was really funny and um and yeah like i walked out there i was like is that what I'm supposed to do? Like, what, what, am, I, am I gonna be pitching now? Like, what? This is so scary. Um, and yeah, the work on a board-driven show too, where it's like it's you, like it's your voice, you know. Um, but again, like I got lucky. Like the crew was amazing. The Cahills, who were the um, the uh, the creators of the show, like they were amazing. Like they like no, it's cool. Like I remember pitching my rough board to like them and like I don't know two or three other people. You know, like as you do on a rough board, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, I was like, shake it because this is back when there were. Ian actually pitched his board digitally, but the rest of us, we all pitched like with boards on the wall mm-hmm. with, the, with, with the pointer stick. You know, Dang. like it's nineteen forties uh, Disney or whatever. <laughs> and uh, 
And you know, so I'm up to like you're just shaking, like <laughs> like trying trying to get the jokes out, and you're sweating, and your voice goes out. It was mis- miserable. Um, but they were really supportive, and like they laughed at things, and that was like oh. And you get that laugh, like the first laughter you get at the pitch or at at your first pitch, like you'll never forget. You know, it's like yeah. oh, the power, <laughs> like like having mm-hmm. the power over people, yeah, to make them laugh, yeah. So, um. And that, that can, like, that show had a great schedule where, like, yeah, every week there was a pitch. Like, on, I, I think it was Friday. Like, every Friday was we would pitch. The pitch would usually go well. Um, and then we would all go out and party. Um, nice. nice. And, yeah, Carl Ferullo, Brett Varen, he was another one I was on there. It was, like, just mm-hmm. amazing people that were on this show. And, and uh Yeah it was just like everything's like been a just an like amazing learning experience for me that's how i look mm-hmm. at everything mm-hmm. even the shows that like i didn't work out on which are usually preschool shows um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm definitely not getting any preschool jobs after this uh, <laughs> even but though shows maybe, like I always learn something maybe that's good maybe maybe, maybe that's you good, know yeah. yeah no i think it's like it's it's kind of hard i mean i say that also for our audience where it's like I remember when I was starting out in animation, I was like, oh, I just got to be the right fit for every kind of show out there. And I think, Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. maybe when you start out, maybe because you really want a job. But after a couple of years, it's better to just find your voice and find shows that your voice fits on because then you're just happier. You're just a happier person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In the beginning, it was like, I still kind of feel this way. Especially now with the industry being a little bit weird, <laughs> with, uh, yeah. so, with with no shows. Um, but uh, in the beginning, I was like, I'll do anything. Like I, I just my personality. Like I always want to make people happy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So like I just wanted to fit into any, like anything and everything. As I got more experience, then I was like getting typecasted, and in a good way because I was like, oh, mm-hmm. now I'm working on the shows I really want to work on, mm-hmm. with with the people mm-hmm. I really want to work on too. Uh, with too. So um, yeah. So. Uh, I think it's interesting because yeah. it's something that, like, I don't know if you guys felt that, but I feel like when I was in school, we, I feel like we were really worried about being put in a box and being typecasted. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's not that bad to be typed. I don't know. There's something to be said about, like, it can be good. You can own it and have fun being, like, typecasted in a way, I guess. Like, if you're... You know, like, because that's your strength, right? Like, I mean, yeah. unless you really, I don't know. You're... I say be good at one thing and do that thing really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. instead of trying to be good at everything, it's really hard, at least yeah. for me. Like, that's why I just focused on being the crazy cartoony person mm. um, <laughs> and just keep hoping those shows uh, exist, you know, mm-hmm. at least there's one sh- one of those shows <laughs> existing right, right at this time, so. That's true. And yeah. I feel like cartoony people are always in high demand anyway, because it's like it's hard to find those people. Like on Middlemost, mm-hmm. we were like, "Where, where?" It's are they? hard, and it's kind of deceptively. It looks simple from an outside point of view. It's like, "Oh, you're just drawing these quick little sketchy squash and stretch mm-hmm. cartoons. It's just cartoons." It's like, but you don't understand. To make this look good, to make it like yeah. work, you have to like have all this other kind of knowledge. You have to kind of understand how animation works and how mm-hmm. that's going to translate into the final like. Yeah, you have to understand no, you how can your words are going to translate. Mm-hmm. You can always tell, Megan, when someone's trying to be cartoony versus someone who is actually really, like... Because it has to look effortless like, for yes, it to really yes. work. Yeah. And it's hard to explain that. Because sometimes people are like, 
okay, but can you give me the steps to do that? And it's like, it's kind of hard because it's something you kind of have to intuitively figure out by like watching a bunch of cartoony stuff, watching a bunch of different styles too, to kind of see like, okay, why is this working? It's not just the expression. It's not just do a crazy face right now. It's like, yeah, there's so much more to it. Unspoken. I I think V was hitting on it before too with like, People have different um, interpretations of what cartoony is. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like Loud House. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't see it as like a crazy cartoony show. You know, like not like like what we do on Middlemost, where like Parker yeah. is just like constantly transforming into like mm-hmm. you know crazy crazy ass expressions and stuff. Loud House, they're pretty much always on model. They might like, yeah, they might go eyes wide, you know, big mouth, whatever for a certain scene, but like they don't really break that model too much. Am I mm-hmm. right or wrong? It's really funny because yeah. I think it kind of depends on the artist. Uh, it I feel like. Um, and I think, I don't know if people will ever do on loud, like the audience will ever do for Loud House, kind of what they did for like Flapjack, where people analyze and they're like, this board artist drew this way. Yeah, and yeah. I can tell that because definitely if somebody was like really into it, they could kind of tell like there's, there's like, like some board art. I mean, obviously it's a harmony show. So like, obviously things are going to get like a little bit more like flattened. Yeah. uh through the the rigs but you know you'll have people who are a little bit more like um tight like a little bit more prime time and you'll have people who are going to be like a little bit more cartoony and mm-hmm. sometimes you could bend the characters like i this is where it's so funny this is where like me english being my second language kind of like translated weird sometimes because i was like in the script it was like the bully beats a lincoln and uh like twists them into a pretzel and I literally drew him in the shape of a pretzel. <laughs> That's so funny. That's though. funny. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. really funny, and yeah. it stayed. It's in the episode. It's in the episode. He's in the shape of. I mean, he still has. See, his well, head. that's cool. That's cool. They kept it because sometimes yeah. I would I would get this all the time where it's like, mm-hmm. that's too much. That's too cartoony, and I'd be like, I thought yeah. it was a cartoony show. It's like, no, yeah. no, you you crossed the line. I'm like, I didn't yeah. know there was a line. Like, Broke the cartoony you know, rules. And you have to find out the hard way. And I, in the beginning, yeah. I worked on a lot of shows like that. Um, like, Fanboy was an interesting show because it was set up like a crazy cartoony show, but uh, kind of like Harmony, it was CG. Mm-hmm. So it was like, the rig can only do so much. And like, yeah. our, my boards in particular, like, I remember just drawing like the, the spastic, like crazy ass like fanboys. <laughs> and they're like, we can't do this you know oh and no it's like <laughs> but is it wrong you know like you know, that's when you get like defensive whatever like well yeah do, do you just want me to draw the model sheet and then they're like well, no but then what do you want me to do like it, it puts <laughs> i now as a director like it puts them in a <laughs> put them in a hard place because i always you know like directors always want to see that funny crazy stuff but at the yeah. same time it's like how are we going to produce this you know yeah um yeah. Yeah, which is kind of going all the way to like Camp Coral, which is the last thing I worked on, which was CG, mm-hmm. SpongeBob, with crazy drawings. And everyone was always like, just do it, you know? And I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, and the team was amazing. Like, they'd be like, we'll figure it out. Now, of course, like, there was time frames and like, you, um, there was a certain allotment of like how many special poses and rigs and stuff we could do. Right. But like, if you drew something completely off the wall crazy, they'll be like, we'll try to do it. We'll do it, you know? that's awesome that's so rare in a cg show too usually you have to be really limited like your other cg show experience yeah (laughs) this is also going back like fanboy was like 10 years ago i don't know maybe the 
I like to think the technology has gotten better, you know, and yeah. easier, yeah. but I think it is still difficult, you know, mm-hmm. especially to make it look good and, you know. It's also just like, yeah, like you just like it's like assets and stuff. I feel like, I mean, hmm, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, there's so many ways to think about this. It's what's, I don't know. I think that's what's fun about like thinking about the pipeline and shows in general is like, this is a new puzzle. And how can I fit my vision in this puzzle of a pipeline, which is either harmony or cg or yeah. hand-drawn or like because it's all like a whole new different set of um <clears throat> constraints yeah. yeah yeah that's really it's really interesting yeah talk, thinking about you know what you know what i i've that's happened to me a bunch of times too where like i was on the show and they were like it's too broad and i was like oh come <laughs> on. there goes the fun yep, i got that all the time all the time <laughs> so uh, I kind of wear like a badge of honor now. You yeah. Know? Like, at the time, it was frightening, yes. you know. And it's like you're really young, and you're, you're like, do I fit in or not? You know, should I care? Should I not care? Like, again, like I just want to make people happy, and I just want to do what I want to do too. At the same time, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of emotions. Uh, so, but eventually, yeah, I got very fortunate that I did get typecasted, and I did keep finding like cartoony shows to work on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's go back, uh, way back, way back. Um, <laughs> so let's see. After Jim Partner, what did I do? Um, is that one? There, there are some like jobs in between that I didn't fit in, and I was like, okay. <laughs> There's like like the in between jobs I would call them. Like I worked on Robot Chicken for like a couple months. Mm-hmm. That's cool though. That's, it, that is really, cool. It was very cool. It was very interesting. Um, because you know it's Robot Chicken, it's stop motion. Um, they set up this whole new studio in Burbank. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like right next to the recycling center. Uh, yeah, I've been there once. It's crazy. There's yeah, like it's a awesome. trailer in there. Yeah, the whole little state like, campground. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, uh huh. Wait, in they... the recycling center? Like they're like they're no, like... no, no. It's next door. It's next no, door. No, 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 no. In the studio. In the studio. <laughs> <laughs> they're making cartoons and recycled plastic. Yeah. Think about very, theirs. Yeah. Very, very. Yeah. They're all about the environment place um no they have like they were setting all this up they had just got that building when when i started there um and yeah they have like these uh fake like well no they're actually real they're real camping trailers mm-hmm. that are inside they got inside because they're, they're like these buildings are like sound stages that mm. they got yeah um, with like offices inside too um and yeah they have all the sound stages set up for the animation it was very cool um but for me like someone that has for that at that point, I had been working for I don't know, eight, eight years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I had like had some experience. I kind of knew how things were supposed to go. And that show was like, okay, you're doing boards. Like here's a here's a script. Do this skit. Go. And it's like there was no schedule. There's no nothing. They just wanted stuff rapid fire. Oh um, my yeah, god. It was crazy. Um, at, at the same time, it was like working with like amazing people, celebrities coming through. Like it was awesome. What? You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, all the. All set screens, you know, pals and stuff, you know, the voice talent, everything. Um, everyone was super friendly, super cool. Like, learned to, you know, got to hang out with stop motion animators. Like, what job do you get to do that on, you know? Right, um, yeah. But from there, I went to Teen Titans Go. I was going to say, I feel yeah. like you, you would fit on Teen Titans like Go. Like, I feel like Teen Titans Go is, like, one of the only shows right now on the air that has this, like, cartoony style. Like, Teen Titans and Gumball. Yeah, and that's a good show to bring up as like a show mm. that did not care how broad I went. 
Like I went like crazy on that show. Yeah. Cause there was like, like I knew a lot of the crew from like the producer, my friend Peggy, Peggy Regan, like she was from Renegade. Um, so like I knew a whole bunch of people on, on that show and, uh, and Pete who's running it right now, like mm-hmm. Pete McHale, like, so yeah, like, um, coming onto that show that there wasn't really any like do's or don'ts. <laughs> so I, I kind of just, I kind of just went full craziness and they were like, great. I, I have no idea if anybody else was doing that. It, it was also like a weird like schedule too, where we split up eleven minutes into three with three board artists, mm-hmm. which was like like you get this chunk, you get that chunk, you get this chunk. I'm like what? What? <laughs> like I didn't really have a connection to the episode I was working on because you just got chunks of it. Mm-hmm. It's almost oh. like working on a feature, you know? Yeah. yeah you... But for TV, it was strange because up until that point, I always had my own episode. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. But here you were like, okay, an 11 minute episode, and you just get like the first, like, I don't know, three pages. And we were boarding in Flash. Which... I was going to ask you, like, were you excited about getting back into Flash or? Not no. at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> and they knew that. I was very open and honest. I was like, I'm slow. I'm not good at drawing in Flash anymore. Because I had the <laughs> I had the sweet life of just, like, boarding on, like, I don't know, like, we used, like, Photoshop or whatever, I think, on Fanboy. Or just boarding on paper. Like, it was so much easier for me. Um, because for me, like... I just want to be fast, like speed, mm. speed, speed. Like when I'm, yeah. when I'm when I'm boarding, I don't want to get bogged down with like technical stuff, you know. Um, that's why I hated boarding in Photoshop. And when I was at Features, I was boarding like, I'm sure you maybe you use this view like flicks, you know, and Photoshop. Oh, and stuff. <laughs> like, uh, no. Every every day I'd be like, can we get Storyboard Pro? Can we get Storyboard Pro? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I hated yeah, it yeah. so much. I'm like, I had like this <laughs> list of like hotkeys of like of like. Like it's almost like I'm coding or something. Like, what am I doing? Like, oh my god, I just want to draw. Mm-hmm. I just want to draw. Um, so yeah, going back to Flash, it, it was definitely like a. I, I, yeah, we were building our own animatics again, and you had like the, the whole like Warner Brothers sound effect library. I'm sure it's just like um, Thundercats. Uh-huh. Um, yep. But but at that time, like, like we didn't really get too much direction on what music we couldn't use. Like, mm. like I'm just gonna put like you know like heavy yeah. metal in there. See if any. Eventually they'll you know they they find the songs they like and they just keep choosing those over and over again but in when i was there like first season it was yeah it was, I don't know, like, oh shoot you were on season one that's crazy yeah i was there from the very beginning yeah wow so, that's insane and then that's... i came back for season two for the very beginning of season two and then i left again mm. wait did i work on that i don't remember i think i worked on the whole yeah i worked on all of season one i did mm. Yeah, that must have been fun, though. I mean, besides the, like, getting back into Flash and hating it, and then being like, <laughs> were you in love with oh, Flash, Flash again by the end? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I think Flash is an amazing tool that, you know, people have, like, uh, uh, have, like, transformed it into an animation program, because it's yeah. not supposed to be one, you know? It's, no. uh, it's, it's for not. making websites in, in, in 1999, you know? Yeah. And for s- somehow... Some the geniuses that we are, we have somehow made it for animation. Um, but like, and the animation on Titans look great, you know. And I would say most mm-hmm. Flash animation nowadays, like it looks good, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone's figured out the the tips and tricks, and I think Titans is only like the only, maybe the only show that's still going in Flash. Yeah, um, I could see God, that. you might be right. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like every time I meet someone who's 
been on a production where they had to use Flash as a storyboard um, okay. program. And I think Bojack was in Flash, the storyboards. Um, Bojack Horseman. Every time that they go into Storyboard Pro, they're like, oh, but Storyboard Pro can't do all these things that Flash can do. And I'm like, Flash sucks! Stop! No! No! <laughs> Storyboard Pro's got a camera. I can move a camera. I don't have to animate stuff. Yeah, it's great. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I love how every time you open up Flash, it just resets. Like, every time. At least back then it did. Like, oh, I gotta choose my brush again. Choose this. Like, in the... <laughs> Like I think nowadays, now it's probably a lot better. I don't know. I think they've actually it's gone. Made it for... Didn't it turn to animate or something? Yeah, now, like... now it's yeah, yeah now, it, yeah. now it's animate. But... Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Flash. It's probably also one of those things. that's like, you know, something that if you grew up with it and like this is your, like your comfort, like you know how it works. Yeah. Like I don't need to work anything else because it's, it's kind of how I became a Sturber Pro. Is like yeah. I love this program and I never want to leave. And now I was like, oh, I should learn Harmony. Oh, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah. for real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same. Like Sturber Pro, for, I'm Sturber Pro forever. Storyboard Pro for life. I even draw my comic in Sturber oh, really? Pro. It's <laughs> yeah. just like I don't know. It's just what it is. <laughs> Yeah, Storyboard Pro, I mean, it can be pretty buggy sometimes, but I'll take the bugginess over anything like Photoshop and Flicks and, yeah, or Flash, yeah. Man, I um, haven't boarded in anything besides Storyboard Pro, except for Photoshop during, like, college and for, like, a storyboard test. I did Photoshop. So <laughs> I feel dang like slow. <laughs> the only other thing I would board in is traditional like i actually like That'd be fun i actually like drawing on little post-it notes like you know the like tiny ones that are like i had to do that once actually i take that back i did have to draw on post-it notes but the thing with that now is that it was so inefficient because we would board on post-it notes and somehow the boards on the post-it notes were super clean and tight you spent all this time doing it traditional scan it in trace it over in server pro i'm like man i could have just done this <laughs> I've been done two weeks earlier. Why are we? Some things like that. It's like I get the aesthetic of like wanting to do the old school way, but sometimes change is nice and yeah. efficient. And I like to go home at a reasonable time and not draw post-its all night long. <laughs> I think it's good for thumbnails as well. I'll say I think for like a beat board. Yeah, I feel like if you're doing a beat board, traditional is kind of nice. I don't know. How would mm. you think? What's your like? Well, what's your process? Because I draw like on paper first. Mm. Like when I'm like thumbnailing, like I draw like I usually I do like, that yeah. too. My crappy first pass like is always bake. on a notebook page or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's like super. But it's like stick figures. So you oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's this the worst like, drawings. Yeah, just for me because yeah. I found I try to do my crappy first pass in Server Pro, and I always fall into the habit of like yes. making it too clean, especially because like if you're in like a board schedule. Whenever you start a new episode, you usually just came off the clean week of your mm -hmm. last one. So yeah. your brain is still in, like, cleanup mode, and you're like, oh, God, everything is, like, too on model, and, like, you get, like, art blocked, and you're just stuck there, like, what is <laughs> good? I hate that. I oh, yeah. Just do your <clears throat> shitty first pass and Sharpies and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. We used to, like, pitch on a Friday, and then you get a new episode on Monday, and I'd be like, my brain is shot. I yeah. Can't. I'm, <laughs> and that's when I do nothing for the whole first week. <laughs> like, uh, I do that oh, sorry. too. I, I mean, that's research week. Sorry, that's research week. Um, it's valuable. Uh, yeah. Honestly, though, I find I always work better if I take off a couple of days just to, like, soak it in. Because sometimes you do need to soak the board and you have to read the script. 
you have to like kind of think about things that would work for the episode. Yeah. You want to do a good job. Yeah. You gotta like think about all that yes. stuff. You can't just yeah. go in. Then, no, you can't. Exactly. Because yeah. then you start just repeating yourself too. If you just go in and just start boarding, you just start doing the same couple shots, the same couple things, and then you're just gonna yeah. end up boarding the same episode for like twenty mm. episodes. No, totally. Like whenever uh, we can all discuss process, yay. Um, yay. Yeah, because like when I would get my script or or um, outline, whatever, I wouldn't draw anything. Like purposely, like even if I wanted to draw, I wouldn't draw. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want it to build up in my head until I'm about to explode, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so usually, yeah. And I'm tired. Like I'm tired from just pitching like my last board on Friday, you know? So yep. it's like, so the first week really is just processing. If there's any like thing I'm curious about, like maybe there's something in this episode I need to research. Like I'll like, okay, I'll Google it, whatever. Okay. That's how that yeah. works. Okay. Um, but I'll, and I'll bore it out like almost in my head, you know? Mm-hmm. And then let's say then a week goes by and then Monday I'll sit down and like, and then it's always like this, everything just comes out, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, I, otherwise I, I can't just, I, I can't like just beat it out of me, you know, like it has to come out naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if like, it's, if it's a board driven show, like a lot of time is spent just staring at the wall, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. walking around in circles. <laughs> um, yep. uh, yeah, staring out in at at, at clouds. <laughs> uh, how do I make this joke work? How do I make this joke work? But yeah, I but I work on uh, always on paper in the beginning. Like just get a big sheet of like Xerox paper. Um, yeah, and just I, I actually start writing. If it's an outline show, I'll start writing everything out. Actually, like mm-hmm. I won't even draw first. I'll just maybe dang some thumb- really. So you start yeah, the writing part. Maybe some thumbnails here and there, but like I'll start writing it. Um, and it'll be really sloppy and really, really gross. Um, do you write like? But in, but I can follow it. <laughs> do you write like in prose, or do you write like in bullet points? Like kind of, how would you describe the way you write? I ask mm-hmm. because I, I find it extremely hard for me to write in in like prose with like in full sentence uh, with like adverbs and fucking. I'm just usually when I beat out my. Uh, comics pages i'm just like character does this and then yeah that's a good question yes yeah. it's always bullet points mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's always dash blah 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 dash blah blah blah, blah, blah. yeah because mm. i mean at least that's for in, in uh, you know an 11 minute episode or just like because really i'm just writing out the outline in the beginning mm. you know mm-hmm. and then when i start thumbnailing then i'll fill in like the dialogue and then i'll kind of get it working you know and everything so um yeah a lot of writing the stuff down is just so i don't forget it too (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. i'll write down ideas that that this might not work but i'm still gonna write it down um yeah and then when i'm ready then i'll start thumbnailing on paper Mm -hmm. um and then and then i'll start how big are your thumbnails yeah are we talking like centimeter or like big chunky thumbnails no, they're pretty small. They're probably okay. like an inch, inch by nice. inch, you know. Nice. Yeah, and they're super sloppy. They're stick figures, um, nice, but I can nice. I can understand it. <laughs> that's all. That's that all that matters. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I'll go in the storyboard pro, and that's when everything changes. <laughs> I, I throw. What was I doing? Like, what is this? What? That doesn't make any sense. Or I'll think of like a better idea. Hopefully, like, oh, I got a better idea. Okay, let me thumbnail this out. Okay, cool. I'll put this in there. So, like, storyboard pro is kind of the cleanup. Mm-hmm. it's almost like the the it's like the boarding slash cleanup phase because i got to the point where and this might be out of sheer laziness that like i don't really do a cleanup pass you know what i mean like it's almost like that first pass <laughs> i try to keep that as my final pass too 
you I know. Did that too. Oh, yeah, I think I think a, it's the <laughs> computer's fault. It's because it's so easy to draw on the computer, you know, mm-hmm. and to kind of like mm-hmm. fake that clean drawing, you know. Yeah, but uh, also cause... you draw similar to me where we draw very loose and we draw, I don't know. Yes, I want to say confidently. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. the right term though, because we are like the lines. We don't kind of noodle and like sketch and kind of like labor. That is the a lines. very good point. Yes, yeah. I draw very loose, but it's still very clear. I think exactly. Mm-hmm. So you people too, think yeah, they so. see our stuff and they're like, "Oh, you must spend a long time on that." I'm like, "Dude, that is like one second. I just like <laughs> you learn to draw clean like that, and yeah. you get so far as a board artist because it's just really yeah. quick." Yeah, I think yeah. that takes years of experience too. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like every maybe it's when I was doing boards only like every job I got, like seems like a part of my process, like got streamlined, you know? So yeah. I was, I was getting faster and quicker, um, uh, at, at writing and everything. Yes. <laughs> now, I, now I just snap my fingers and a storyboard appears. <laughs> He's I a machine. Wish. He presses the button and it comes out. too far, Howie. I, I wish. Howie's now AI. It's so much work. It's still so much work to get a storyboard out. It's true. Uh, yeah. I have a friend who said, like, why can't, like, why can't we just, like, do it in a day? Like, why can't we just do, like, an 11-minute episode in a day? I'm like, you're crazy. Like, it just doesn't. It like, he was, he was serious. He was serious. Like, he's like, I really? do, like, already 100 panels a day. Like, maybe I can. I'm like, no, you can't do that. Yeah, it would suck. Yeah. Suck. You'd also try. burn out. Like, who wants to I do like that? In one day for an 11-minute, you, you could get a decent beat board maybe it has to be beat boards like one yeah. shot per page and then then start filling in the blanks yeah but even yeah. so it's not going to be enough for someone else to understand what to do yeah, yeah. exactly it's maybe for something because on thundercats we had how many days like three okay, days yeah. to so we got the out. handout on like yeah. a monday and then like on a friday we did like the rough pitch right yeah, because it was no. it was earlier. We had like three days. I, I remember it was. It was like days. three full work days to like rough out your whole half, which is like six to seven minutes. Yeah, so it was just like action and comedy. <laughs> but it but it was just a beatboard, so you you mm-hmm. had like I think I would come in with like maybe sixty drawings. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like twenty drawings a day. It was a lot either way, especially if you it had like is, a heavy episode. It's still a lot because you're thinking about like everything and you're mm-hmm. basically pitching it with mm-hmm. the beadboards just to kind of see if the episode makes any sense at all. So that's kinda, yeah, it's not. And they were good yeah. for certain things. They really like they're OK with like, for example, like a montage or like a battle that didn't really matter for story. I would just write like there's a montage here. It will be three beats or this will be five beats. It's like, OK, mm-hmm. cool, because. Really, sometimes, like, monta- like certain like things like that, doesn't really matter what specifically is happening, as long mm-hmm. as, like, you start somewhere and you end somewhere. Like, as long as that's there, you can kind of mix things around a bit. Yeah. Usually. Um, depends on the show. <laughs> there's there's times when I'm thumbnailing where I'm just like, I don't want to think about this right now. Montage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle, montage. and then just come back to it later, yeah. I secretly love montages. I know they're, like, the bane of everyone's existence. I kind of do, too. Yes! Yeah. Okay, because... Yeah. Because like okay, you have to be on a cartooning show number one if you want to do like a really fun montage. But you can kind of just do whatever, and it's all about like you were saying earlier, like that flow and that rhythm. As yes. long as things are flowing from one shot to the next, you can go crazy with it. And for me, I always was never stressed out about like battle scenes or montages because I'm just like okay, as long as everything is flowing in the right direction, that's all I need. I just need to know how the shot will end and begin, and I'll be fine. I can kind of do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like it's a 
very common trope in 11-man cartoons. <laughs> um, yeah. The montage. I feel like we didn't do a lot of them on Minimalist, right? Mm, we had Did some we? songs, but I feel like montages... Song, sure. We had some, but yeah. they were like classic montages, yeah. Yeah. So I worked on some shows where, oh my god, it's every... Like, <laughs> two montages? If we yeah, had montages, they yeah. had a purpose. It wasn't like, yeah. oh god, the writer doesn't know yeah. what to do. Throw in a montage. That'll fill some space. Exactly. It was always a thing, yeah. <laughs> it was always like a device, yeah. Yeah. Um, Time is going by and pictures are there. <laughs> Things are happening. Yeah. So I have a couple questions for you, Howie. Like, um... I want to talk a little bit about supervising directing because you've talked a little bit about directing, but I want to I want to know kind of from your experience what does a supervising director um, do? Like, what's mm-hmm. if it's not a day to day? What's like a week to week? What's kind of what 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 is the job? What does the job entail in terms of like? Obviously, you're going to be looking at boards, but you're also looking at designs. You're looking at so many moving parts. So I kind of want you to kind of like give us a little bit of like a rundown of what that job is and yeah, where on... it starts and where it ends, kind of. Yeah. Milmost was my first um, uh, supervising director job. Um, so the job kept changing as we went mm-hmm. through production. So I was fortunate enough to start like at the very, very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. So for the for the very like before we hired like storyboard artists before we hired like pretty much the whole crew um i was there with the show creator um john travick and my job in the beginning was to kind of help him like set the style of the show like of course john he knows what he wants he's you know he's got a super clear vision but um when it came to boarding like that was on me to make sure like mm-hmm. the boarding style matches what john wants and what i want too um mm-hmm. uh which was the great thing about for, for me working on that show was that like it matched my sensibilities so well. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, in the beginning was making style guides. I made a board, like a how to storyboard style guide, like for Milamost. Um, there was hirings, you know, we had to hire people to work on the show. So we had mm-hmm. to interview, stuff like that. Um, Tell us about what it's like <laughs> interviewing people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I mean, as someone who has been interviewed, you know, you kind of yeah. know, like, yeah. I mean, our line producer Phil Phil Harris was awesome at like small talk. Shout out <laughs> right, to right, 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 Megan. Like he yeah. was just like he was just really good. Like he, um, I like to say Phil cares about everyone because that's mm. the way he acted during it. It's like, true. So what are you doing? What? Oh, oh, you started rollerblading. Like oh, that's cool. Like mm. you know, like, like he could latch on to any conversation and start talking about something. Um, uh, yeah, but interviewing people. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like. And then to talk to like John and and um, you know, and Phil afterwards, and be like, "Yeah, well, how about that guy?" You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, were they a fit or not? Yeah. So, what's gonna like? I want to kind of like get your take on like in an interview. Kind of what are you look? You personally, just your opinion. What are you looking for? What makes you? What makes you think after an interview like, "Oh, I I like that candidate." You know, like I I enjoyed talking to them. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. Like, one is, like, the style of the show, and that's, like, not a knock on anyone. Like, everyone has their own different styles and their own sensibilities. Like, you just might not gel. Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times maybe you're looking for someone that's going to, you know, do you just get along with, you know, that you can mm-hmm. kind of just, like, talk okay. to, like a friend, you know? I think uh, 
going back into supervising we're talking about supervising directing like communication is something i was always like talking to people about like we got to communicate we got to communicate we need to tell everyone about everything and like so i got to make sure like this person seems like they're open and honest and they will tell me everything mm-hmm. um and yeah make sure that there's just they're right for the show which you some sometimes you just don't know in, in an interview a five ten minute long whatever mm. interview you know um you know, sometimes mistakes get made. It happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah, you just try to find, at least for me, try to find someone that gels with you, like, right away. Maybe even, it sounds stupid, but, like, even the same interest. I know that has nothing to do with the job, but, like, mm-hmm. again, it sounds like I'm just interviewing someone to be my friend. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, <laughs> I think that's really you guys, interesting. You guys to... be my friend. <laughs> it's really interesting to hear because I, I feel like, you know, for an audience who's, like, listening, I'm like, we haven't really talked about interviews and for you someone who's been interviewing i think these are kind of interesting things to hear for people who are like listening yeah to it's true it yeah is, you're you we, i mean you are kind of looking for a bunch of buddies to make a show right it's like cartoons yeah. are making cartoons is fun yes at the end mm-hmm. of the day it is a job which is something i would say all the time too i think where yeah. it's like you know because at times it's super stressful and i'm like Okay, we got to remember we're making cartoons here, which is something you hear everybody say, right? But like mm-hmm. um but yeah, for potential candidates, like we always we, we tell them always try to be open and honest. Like here's the schedule, here's the show, here's what we're doing. Do you think you're a good fit? You know, if to mm-hmm. me it's like if we're, if we're interviewing them, then their foot is already like halfway in the door. You know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there was something like their port, their, their boards or their whatever, you know, their samples or Instagram, whatever, look cool enough that will that will want to interview them. Um, so, yeah, it, it really comes down to an interview is like more of, I think, an animation, like a personality thing. Mm-hmm. I remember like when I was interviewing everywhere, you know, back in the day it seemed like I already had the job. Maybe it's me just being super cocky. Um, <laughs> but like, it seemed like you would get the email or call, whatever from the line producer, like, Oh yeah. So the EP, the showrunners, they love your work, blah, blah, blah. Just come in for an interview. We just want to meet you. And I always felt like, all right, it seems like they already knew who I am. You know, mm-hmm. they saw my boards. Um, they just want to make sure I'm a living human, you know, breathing human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? So you go in there and yeah, it is like a personality thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll sh- and on Milamost, we made sure that like we would tell the person the schedule, like, is this cool with you? Mm-hmm. Um, like this, these can we have three teams, we have three directors, you know, blah blah blah. So, because a lot of times you find that people will be like, I never worked in a, you know, on a show like that, and you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, mm. can, can you work on a show like that? You know, or they might be like, well, I don't like that, mm. um, that kind of format. It's true. Or, yeah, that pipeline. Mm. So, they might have their own uh, way of doing things, which is totally cool. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. So, yeah, there's a lot of different things. And like I said, like interviewing, I think people, yeah, you try to get it all right. Um, but really, the, the truth is that like, <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of, it's like a relationship almost. It's like, <laughs> it's very different when you get into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the first couple of dates are cool. And then, yeah, and then when you start working with the person, you know, it's like, oh, I didn't realize he did that. Oh. Huh. huh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> So you try to find out as much information as you can. Yeah. Just be open and honest, which is something I always try to say to everybody on mm-hmm. on the crew. Um, mm. So yeah. Nice. No, I love yeah. that. No, thanks for but, like kind of spending some time to kind of talk about that. I think it's really interesting because it's something yeah. that we haven't really talked about on the podcast before. So. Um, yeah, and like I said, John and Phil were really good at interviewing. Um, 
and Dave too, Dave Johnson, the other EP mm-hmm. on, on Millmost. They're all much more, um, I don't know, articulate than I am. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, they're very good at like the small talk and all, all that stuff. So um, They also had like, they knew exactly what they want, which really helps when your yeah. leadership knows exactly what you want. If we can talk about Middlemost for a second, yes. Yeah, that show, shout I mean, out to Middlemost. Shout out to Middlemost. <laughs> um, I, yeah, we all just stepped in it because like, yeah, the John and Dave like totally knew what they wanted. Um, I've worked on actually worked on a lot of first season shows. I don't know why, but that's just for for a while. Um, that was just happening to me, and I can say it was not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, there not only are there are personality clashes and things like that. There's the executives. You know, there's um mm-hmm. the studio all of a sudden not liking the show that they bought. Um, mm-hmm. you know, everyone changing you know gears on things, scripts being thrown out, episodes that were boarded being thrown out. Uh, you know, it's super demotivating. Fighting, yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy what goes on 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 a first season show. And as a board artist back then, I was just like. You're not really filled in on like things like that, you know. Yeah. So you kind of see like, job. hey, what happened to so and so? Oh, they got fired. <laughs> you know, like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, your boss, your your EP, or whoever just got fired. Like that happened to me several times. You know, oh my several God. shows. Like, yeah, like, um, I wasn't the one that got them fired, Megan. But but no, it's true. A lot of leadership sometimes just kind of expect you to read their minds, or they'll do this thing. Like, I hate to, I hate this as a critique, where it's like, I'll know it when I see it. That means mm-hmm. nothing to me. I can't give you anything with that. Or, like, just make it funny. Because that's awesome. Yeah, like, just make it so funny. subjective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the hell you want. Funny could mean something yeah. totally different to me. Yeah. And we're just sitting there going around in circles when it's like, man, just tell yeah. me what you want. I'm totally okay with just the being is, told. Nobody <laughs> knows what they want, Megan. Yeah. It's, it's Hollywood. Like, I know we yeah. work in animation, and it, it seems like it's not Hollywood most of it, but it is. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is, like, everybody has their own ideas of what the show should be, mm-hmm. including the show creator, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, who sometimes the execs don't want to listen to, you oh, know. God. <laughs> um, you know, the execs, they have their own agendas and everything. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so... Yeah, it gets very, very tricky there in the beginning. Um, but on Milamos, we if that, if that was happening, we were definitely shielded from it yeah. uh, because the execs were always really cool from the beginning. Um, I would say I don't think any episodes got thrown out. Nope. Um, Some would there, get like notes, but like that's yeah, expected. Like... And we always found ways to make it work too. And that was the thing. Mm-hmm. The creators also, John, Dave, always knew like if there was like big notes, they were always like with us with it they'll, they'll check in at meetings they're like oh okay this one had a lot of notes so we'll like we'll come to like you know the first animatic meeting that we don't really go to just to like see like how it's going or like just give us an update and we'll give you some feedback it was never just like you were left off to figure out the mess mm-hmm. no they always like gave us an incredible amount of freedom mm-hmm. and at, at at the same time they were like this is what the show is and like you can't ask for anything else like on a first season show because everybody's ready to go off in different directions, you know. Yep. And um, and just to point out, this show was done entirely in the pandemic. None of us yes, ever met each other. Yes. That sucked. <laughs> yeah. Fun story. I interviewed um because I was working at uh DreamWorks Features at the time and mm-hmm. I got the call from John who because I worked on the Milmost pilot. Um mm-hmm. some some backstory here. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. Worked on the Milmost pilot. Wow. Um, and then the thing actually got greenlit i was like no way um and john asked me what you know come on in for an interview and that was like the week before everything got shut down 
So mm-hmm. it went to Nickelodeon. Everyone's like, I think there's a pandemic going on. What's happening? Everyone's like high fiving each other, hugging each other. Everything's oh. fine. Everything's fine. Woohoo! Yeah, party. Yeah. And <laughs> next week, shut it all down. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was at still at DreamWorks. I think I got the job like a week, li- the job on Melmos like a week later. Um, so yeah, I think that was first week of lockdown maybe i got the job on milmos and then mm-hmm. or maybe second week whatever i was definitely working at home and then i'm like i have to tell dreamworks i'm quitting Uh-oh. i'm like i don't know i don't know how to do this <laughs> like <laughs> so so i messaged the line um it seems silly like now but at the time it was so like nobody knew what to do you know yeah it's like am i gonna be home like maybe i could just wait a week you know and mm. tell them right and just use the excuse of like yeah you know lockdown whatever because we all thought we'd be working back in the studio in like a week or two right like, I nobody that. nobody knew anything don't yeah, take yeah, your yeah, stuff you it's fine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Le- leave your plans to die um <laughs> so i i messaged my um story uh the head of the story department whatever and like yeah got got on this zoom call with her i was like I'm quitting. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, it's like this. Surprise! Like, I don't yeah, surprise. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she was very cool about it. Um, but yeah, we made the whole show during pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, pat ourselves on the back. But to answer the rest of your question, V, because you asked me about what does a supervisor yeah. do? Um, I don't want to get off track here too much. Um, yeah, so in the beginning, it was definitely, like, locking down the style for the board artists. Mm-hmm. Um, John was taking care of, like, the designs and stuff with uh, the art director. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was kind of, like, his thing. And he left me, like, for this, you know, alone with the story department. Um, so when board artists started coming on, um, you know, my role started changing. Because then we were <clears throat> we were getting, you know, there was pitches happening giving notes i would say john dave i left it to john and dave to give notes i don't like i've seen this before (laughs) as a board artist and just someone who's worked on a lot of shows where there's Mm -hmm. too many there's too many cooks in the kitchen and i didn't want to be like another voice giving notes and Mm -hmm. i didn't know john and dave too well either like this is the first time kind of you know working with them like i said i was on the pilot but i didn't really work with you know it just that was just a freelance thing um so yeah I don't want to be like, hey, I got some notes. Okay, do this and that. Like, mm-hmm. like just coming in too hot. And John and Dave, the EPs are like, who is this guy? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, who, who, can you, can you shut up? Yeah. Because I, look, everyone has their place, you know, it's, it's there. It's definitely their show. And like Megan and, you, you know, you were saying like, they're so clear. Like, I didn't want to start giving notes. So they'd be like, no, don't do that. You know, so. I, I was always pretty quiet during a pitch and I would do this thing where I would do drawings during a pitch pretty much where I would just hold up post-its. Remember Megan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, draw this, draw this, draw this. You know, like, here's a gag. Here's a gag. I would just give stupid mm-hmm. gags um, and let John and Dave do like the story stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when animatics started, started getting, getting built, then it was like full steam ahead. <laughs> it was crazy. That's when the craziness began because we had three directors that had two board artists each. Mm-hmm. And each and each team also had a revisionist, um, and they each also had an editor. So I was like just ping ponging back and forth from every director if there was questions on an episode. Um, I didn't deal with the board artists too much. It was like just the directors I would deal with, directors mm-hmm. and editors, and John and Dave and mm-hmm. Phil. Yeah. I had to deal with Phil, the line producer. Um, yeah, luckily directors. Shout out to Megan, Yay. Megan, Ari, and Keith, uh, who were awesome. Dream team. Dream team. 
Yeah, because you guys made my life so much easier. <laughs> even Yay. though I was even though I was going crazy with the amount of work and everything, you know, and especially in the beginning there. Uh yeah, you guys were so super solid. Like I knew I could just trust you, you know. Um which also the- felt nice. It's nice to be trusted cuz it's like <laughs> It's scary, too, because it's like, oh, no, this person is trusting me. I better not fuck this up. <laughs> but it's also, like, I'd rather that because it's, like, it gives me ability to actually, like, work and get stuff done. And there's nothing worse than someone constantly checking in on you every hour, like, hey, how's it going? It's like, Because I've I have worked with people you. like that. I've mm-hmm. worked with these people. Like, I knew, like, by the time I got on Millmost and I had, like, the confidence to be a supervisor at that point. If I was a supervisor at age 26, I would, like, you know. I don't know, it would be impossible, but because I had like so much, at least for me, I had so much experience, I knew exactly, well, it's a, I'll say it, but I knew exactly what to do and what not to do, even though that's not exactly true, because yeah. you never know really what to do, but, uh, but you know what I mean, like, like I knew, I, I've been on shows where I did not like the show order, where I was like, that's so weird, like, I wouldn't, like, that's just not what you would do, right, mm-hmm. and I worked on other shows with the most amazing showrunner of all time, where it's like, if I ever become a showrunner, that's what I'm gonna do, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's kind of just building upon, like, your experiences, and I knew, like, you know, in my mind, I might be, like, a micromanager, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but in reality, I'm really not, like, no, in, the begin- <laughs> in the beginning, oh, thank you, in the beginning, I might have been, because, like, I remember, like, redlining some boards, for you, Megan, I think during animatic, I think like maybe, think but nothing I, ever felt. Everything just felt. No, normal. it was yeah. It was never like I'm gonna reboard this entire episode just so you. Right. Know. Also, a lot of times I would <laughs> ask too, which yeah. was also great. It's great because like I was directing on Middlemost, and sometimes when you're in a leadership position, sometimes you just feel like completely alone. You're just like, well, I've got no support. But Middlemost was great because we had you. Like we can go to you as like that point of contact to be like does this work is like, or I'm, I'm having a problem with this. And you're always there to like, you're always available too. It was never like, mm, I'll put it on my schedule. I'd be like, no, let's just do a zoom, zoom call real fast, which is like yeah. the communication on the most, I think also made it so good. Cause it seems like talk to my secretary. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's true. Sometimes crews are like, Oh, we have to schedule it. Or like, Oh, we don't really do zoom calls. We just do emails. And it's like, how can you ever gauge yeah. what a person's like reaction is? Or like the yeah. tone, like it's really hard. Things fall through the cracks. You just don't. It's hard to get yeah. get through that stuff. <clears throat> yeah, no, I always, uh, I was pitching communication. Communi- tell me, tell me, if anything, like if something comes up in your life, tell me. You don't have to get too personal, but you know what I mean. Like <laughs> if, it's gonna, if it's gonna affect the show, let me know because mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to be blindsided by anything. The worst is like all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Bye. You know, it's like, wait, what? Like mm-hmm. people do that. <laughs> people do that stuff. You know. Yeah. Or, or, oh, my board artist won't finish uh, this episode. Um, and uh, I don't know, I guess it's going to be late or something, you know, the day before the pitch. Oh it's like, my no, God. like, you no. have to tell me these Just things. Tell so, me. like, yeah. And I think so... it's because people are afraid to, like, mm-hmm. do that stuff. People are afraid to, like, talk about things because they're afraid they're going to be seen as, like, yeah. oh, I'm not doing my job or, oh, I'm, I'm failing. But it's like, no, people mm-hmm. want to know this stuff. Like, that is part of the job, too, is for things not always. You're... They don't always go right. And it's good to be talking about that. Yes. And, you know, like any show there were things on mill most like fires that we had to put out but we like we always like <laughs> plan like there was always more than enough time to plan it you know yep. like okay we can sit down relax think about it you know instead of being like <laughs> it's all on fire you know mm-hmm. <laughs> running it's around in circles like it's crazy the- <laughs> how many problems can be solved by just talking like if a border yeah. went on vacation we we're like oh we'll have our floater sarah come in and step in and like the director would it was always no big deal where sometimes I've been on shows where it's like, yeah. you can't go on vacation. 
What are you yeah. talking about? It's like, yeah. what do you mean I can't go on vacation? It's like, well, nobody's like, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to handle the situation. It's like, it's such, it's such bullshit because everyone has drama in their life, whether you're, uh, you know, or, I don't know, a revisionist or if you're the EP on the show, whatever. Yep. Everyone has drama and yeah, it's like, just be open and honest. Just tell me. It's almost like, it's like one part therapist, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's true though. Like, tell me yeah. all your problems. Um, Again, don't tell me too much, um, mm-hmm. but but if it's definitely work related and it's going to affect your job, definitely tell me. Um, so yeah, Megan, you were always great about all the directors were great about that. Um, yeah, so I mean that way we were able to really, if there was ever something coming up that was going to be a problem, we were able to get on top of it right away before it became a bigger problem and then screw mm-hmm. up the whole production. You know. I think yeah. it's also really interesting what you mentioned, Howie, about like how you don't know if you could been a supervising director at 26 i think there's something to be said there in terms of like i kind of want to just bring up the idea of like that rat race that we kind of can get stuck into sometimes as artists it's like i gotta you know like uh the 21 under 21 or like i don't know i'm making up numbers now you know like like, i'm revisionist but i want to be director now why am i director and it's like but and it's like I know, I know. That was a thing, a very big thing, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. where a lot of a lot of a lot of kids. I don't know, making myself sound old, um, <laughs> but a lot, a lot of new board artists were like, "I want to be directors," and I'm like, "That's great. Like, you fine if you want to be a director, that's cool." But like, I really do think you should get the experience first, and that's not a crazy thing to ask. Like, I don't know. That's what mm-hmm. that's how it went down for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of that was me and my like like my self confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, and like for for board artists that are in their twenties, you know, I'm I'm telling you this now. Um, <laughs> so mm-hmm. everyone always likes being told what to do. Um, no, but like being a board artist is the most awesome job on the show. Like I'll still say that as someone who has done like mm-hmm. you know almost everything on a show, like. Being a board artist, you have the most control. Like everyone's looking to you to make the funny episodes or whatever. You know? Yeah, it's true. It's, actually, yeah, you yeah, get yeah. to do all the drawing. When mm-hmm. you're a director, when you're a supervising director, you don't do that many drawings. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mid- yeah. On Middlemost, I got lucky, and um, John and Phil made sure that directors and me got to draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. I've I've worked with directors, just directors, not even supervising directors, but just directors who were like, "I wish I could draw again." You know, it's like if they're drawing, they're just going over drawings like a revisionist, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So being a board artist is the best job on the show. Um, that's my maybe my personal opinion, but I do think it's true. And <laughs> and my personal opinion is always true. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. So it's like just relax. Like you will get there. Like you will become a director. You know, if you keep doing it and you get better and better you board on a couple shows a couple like different types of shows mm-hmm. um yeah and get that experience but it'll make your life so much easier too that when you do get that supervising job you're not like oh crap what do i do mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. um sure you can always wing it you can always fake it i've done it i faked it <laughs> the whole beginning of this interview was me uh talking about how i faked it at like renegade and stuff you know just being thrown into it sure but um but it's like, I never had those aspirations though. Like I didn't want to climb the ladder, mm. you know, I wasn't like, I want to be a director tomorrow. I want to be like, no, those things happened to me. And I just went along with it. That's a little bit different, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, everyone just relax. Being a board <laughs> artist is awesome. Yeah. And you will get to be a director and you will get to supervise and you'll get to boss me around and Megan around. And 
Please Vera, be nice. You know. <laughs> yeah, please be. Please be nice. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, That's so funny. That's like I don't know. I, I I like to kind of highlight that sometimes in interviews because I feel like I myself kind of fell in that trap as a younger artist where I'm like. Mm-hmm. I'm 21 and Rebecca Sugar got her show at 25. What am I, I doing know, I know, if I don't have I know, a show at 25? We've all been there. Old, you know? know? Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just kind of nice to be like, hey, like, um, is it okay for me to ask how old you were when you were um, supervising director? Yeah. Uh, when did, well, I'm 40. How old am I? 44 now. Uh, so when, when did Billboard start? Three years ago? So oh yeah, God. it was like 40, yeah. <laughs> 40, 40, 40, 41, 42. What's the 41? I think I said 41. Yeah, so 41. <laughs> that's yeah. really, I don't know. I just kind of want to put it out there to be like, hey, that's kind of, that's like, that's like a, a, a more normal path in animation. Mm-hmm. That's a, a path that is what you can expect more. Like at, at 40 being like a, a surprising director, that makes more, that it's like more, you got that experience and stuff. You yeah. did your time. You, you got all like the different kind of shows, you know, like what things work and don't work. And I feel like that's, yeah. I don't know, it's more valuable. Also, like people are more willing to like yeah. hear you out and trust you because you've been through it all. That is a very, <laughs> very, very good point. And that, that was something I always thought about. I'm glad you brought that up because like if I was a 26-year-old supervising director bossing around a, mm. you know, a 45-year-old uh, person and be like, it just feels weird and that has happened actually like i mm-hmm. you know it does happen it, it is inevitable but i think if you're a little bit older yeah you definitely get respected more um but yeah all i gotta say is like you'll get there like you don't have to like fight you know look definitely pitch try to get your own shows don't don't mm-hmm. stop you know right right because you learn how to pitch right That's, yeah yeah um i don't mean like just accept your fate you know yeah yeah <laughs> just be quiet be a board Stay artist where no, you like, are. <laughs> do whatever you want to do but i'm just saying like yeah life will be a lot easier if if uh you get the experience first and then kind of you know just chill out yeah, yeah, enjoy chill things out. and don't grind because no Being one cares about that either awesome. like yeah. <laughs> at the end of the day people are just gonna see the end result and they're not gonna give crap if like you pulled an all-nighter for it or if you just worked your eight hours mm-hmm. or if you worked less because you know how to work efficiently People just like, did you do the job? Then yeah. You did the job. Yeah. And then yeah. you can be happy. You can go home and have dinner on time. Yes. Like, those play video games. Important. Yeah, yes. you can play Skyrim like, for nine hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, but I, I, I just, I just kind of wanted to put a pin in it just because mm-hmm. it's like, I, I know it's a very competitive industry. We all kind of feel, I don't know, there's a lot of people who feel like, wow, I'm not where I should be right now. And so I think okay. it's it's nice to hear like, Hey, like you know, this is um, this is kind of what you you can expect out of a career. But I mean, um, those thoughts are normal too. Like mm-hmm. you know, sure. Sometimes I think like, man, I wish I you know had my own show. I wish I didn't mm-hmm. do yeah. It's easy to dwell in the past, mm-hmm. and I find it doesn't do you any good at the end of the day. No, you know, because then you get depressed, and then you get disappointed in yourself, and you know. So I try not to yeah dwell in the past and just keep looking forward and because you never know like tomorrow you might get a call to be a supervising director or you might get a call to you know mm-hmm. the show yep. you're on might call you into the office into the you know line producer's office uh, producer's office and be like hey guess what there's now a director's opening like you never know when things are going to happen either and mm-hmm. things just happen yeah. especially things just happen <laughs> things, seriously yeah so um i uh wanted you were talking about pitching shows i wanted to ask you have you pitch have you pitched shows do you is it something that you think about or um yeah i i have in the past 
I've obviously never sold anything. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I won't wouldn't be here right now. No, whoa. My giant, <laughs> my giant castle filled with money. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, God. I fish things. I haven't fished things in a long time. Um, working on something right now with a friend of mine, which is cool. Um, cause I have a little bit of downtime right now, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, well, nice, not nice. Because um, <laughs> I still got to pay them bills. But um, yeah, so like working on a project with my friend um which is cool um and yeah i'm i'm really bad with like focusing um mm. <laughs> like like i have like all these random ideas and then i'm like i'll be like for two days i'll be like this is awesome this is the best idea ever. oh my god i can't believe i thought of this yeah it's awesome and then wake up the next morning what am i doing mm-hmm. this doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. or i spend too much time on it where i just yeah. like i don't know it's almost like i I bore myself with it or something, or I just mm. work myself out of it. I turn myself off to it okay. where I'm like, I, I just get, I always forget like a pitch. I don't, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I really do think a pitch sh- and please people don't listen to me because I never sold anything, but like you shouldn't put too <laughs> much, you shouldn't put too much, too much information in the pitch. Mm-hmm. And my problem is that I want to put too much information. Like I'm trying mm-hmm. to build the entire world, mm-hmm. like okay. to get every single character's, um, you know, motivation and personality, like, 100% correct and, and mm. like now I realize like I don't think you need to do any of that <laughs> like, like, right. like ju- just make like a like a, a a catchy like a quirky idea whatever be really good at selling it you know or trying to sell it um, yep you know and uh, yeah I don't know I, I always put too much effort into it and it takes me years to develop anything and it's yeah it's stupid don't be like me <laughs> so <laughs> i was um i was gonna ask you that's an interesting question that we got in um instagram dms you can dm creative block uh <laughs> listener um but um we had someone ask us uh um how is it like pitching without rep do you have rep uh howie is it okay no, if you ask? like an, like an agent or anything no, yeah not. Y- yeah that's so- something i always think about getting and I have not, no. How did you get your opportunities pitching to kind of like answer that person? Yeah, so at the time, I would do pitches. Like, it's usually for the studio I was working at. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was working at Disney, it's probably like 10, 12 years ago. Uh, they, they had like a shorts program going, so I was pitching to them all the time, and they actually did pick up some stuff. Mm. It didn't, I, it always got killed at like the, the final boss or whatever Um, but uh but yeah i don't know and i have like friends that'd be like oh i have a friend in development pitch to them Mm -hmm. so i feel like nowadays though with like there being so many studios like there's netflix and amazon and apple like like the oldest you know the streamers now it's like i don't know a lot of people at those places Mm. um but back when it was just like cartoon network disney um nickelodeon and warners really you know so yeah it was it was a much simpler time so like mm-hmm. everyone you kind of knew like an exec to like hit up and be like hey can mm-hmm. i pitch to you or who do i pitch to yeah mm-hmm. i think it is probably better to have rep maybe or an agent i don't know what your your opinion is um megan and v because i don't know it feels like you'll get your foot into more doors so i do think it's important for certain studios because there's the whole like no unsolicited ideas yeah. which is true because it's like oh you have to kind of like, you know, it's like all that legal crap. People have been protecting themselves. But it's also like the kind of thing where like if you're at a studio already, it's a lot easier to pitch to that studio once you're there. Yeah. Because then like you can DreamWorks, just like walk over. Yeah. Like DreamWorks was the last place I pitched to. Um, DreamWorks TV. 
and that was geez i don't know four five years ago maybe mm. and yeah i just knew the execs from you know working there mm. and here's what i always get when i pitch something <laughs> they always they go and trust me this is not me patting myself on the back thinking i'm cool or whatever <laughs> but they but they always go like this is a great idea and we don't know who it's for. <laughs> I'd like, be like, but it's funny, right? Like, but it's interesting. Like, but they don't care. Like, they're always looking for, like, who, you know, who's going to watch the thing, which I get, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I'm always making shows for myself. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not, I'm yeah. not the person going like, okay, let's see. We need a show out. There's no shows with robots right now. I'm going to do a show <laughs> for a robot for girls ages four to eight. Uh, well, like, I, I, I don't think like that. I just think of a stupid idea and then I put it together and then I pitch it. Um, <laughs> and it's always like borderline, like, is this for kids or adults? Like, I don't, <laughs> and like, I, I'm like, I really don't have an answer for that. I'm like, it's for everybody, you know? And I feel like those lines are getting blurred a little bit nowadays. But, mm-hmm. but back then, like, it was definitely like, you're either pitching for kids or you're pitching for like a prime, ugly primetime adult animation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, just call, I just called all primetime animation ugly. Damn. Don't cut how that. you go down. Don't cut that. Yeah. Don't cut Don't that. cut that. Don't cut that. Don't cut you that. heard it first on creative that. block, everyone. Don't cut that. Oh. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. Oh, God. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> it's oh. all beautiful. It's all beautiful. <laughs> that's so funny. No, it's great. It's great to hear. I think it's just like, it, it's, I do think like the takeaway is like, you kind of do have to work in the industry for a little bit. Like, if, if you want to pitch without rep, um, you out there uh you have to work in the industry for a little bit so you can meet the people and if you work in a Mm -hmm. studio uh if you don't end up meeting the development people there you can probably get in touch with like artist management or like find some people that you can ask but yeah definitely i i feel like it's kind of hard to pitch with um without rep without working in the industry Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you're not in the industry at all, then I have no idea how you would. Yeah, you'd have to have an agent. Yeah. To pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever thought about? I'll ask you guys questions. Um, have you ever thought about pitching Ooh. a live action or anything? Because that's something I always thought about too, and that oh. I think you need an agent for. Like, oh, 100 percent. Yeah. They won't even yeah. like. Yeah, they won't yeah. even look at you. Yeah. Oh. Our lowly oh. animation. You draw cells. with your hands. I feel like yeah, live action. I don't <laughs> know. I. I feel like you. You kind of need to be a writer for live action yeah. to be like mm-hmm. I, I typed this whole thing look there's all these words and yeah either that like, or you need to like make your own like live action short or something mm-hmm. maybe i don't know like win some awards at a festival and win um, awards oh sounds like a lot of work. which is crazy because it is funny yeah. how like the reverse there isn't that problem where people like we got a live action, like, we got a comedy writer that has this, you know, special, and now they're making an animated show, and it's like, you have no experience in animation, but... Yeah. Well, okay, it's weird how you can, like, jump from that side, <laughs> yeah. but our, yeah. us going over there is, like, yeah. ten times I think it's harder. Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> You'll <laughs> never... And, and the, the thing is, it's the opposite, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we would totally get it. And there's been so many successful live action directors that either they have worked in animation or they have, like, an animation, like, sensibility, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like the ones so. that like storyboard their like films and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's all the same principles. We're all yeah, doing yeah, the same stuff. Yeah, like any stuff. Wes Anderson movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. It feels like, yeah. So it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's that's really great. I think um, I think this might be time for some questions. 
from our listeners, from our patron, KT, what was one of your favorite gags you put into a cartoon? Yeah, so I was working on this show, and I was boarding, uh-huh. and the show had writers. The head writer of the show thought that he was way better than everybody else. <laughs> um, he had quite the ego. Uh-oh. Uh, and he let everyone know it. He let everybody know it. Um, and he would put these jokes in. They were like bad puns, bad, whatever. They were like stupid. Like they, he put, he would put bad dialogue in the scripts. Oh. And one day I just got tired of it. So I had, this, <laughs> I had the, I had the character say the line. And then the character looks at the camera and goes like this. Thumbs <laughs> down. <laughs> You basically, um, for people, yeah. um, because we don't have the camera on, how we did a thumbs down. So the character I did a looks, thumbs at, down. yeah, looks at the camera, and does a thumbs down. Thumbs down. The character was not supposed to do that. That was not in the script. It was supposed to be just a joke like any other joke in the script. Um, but I couldn't take it anymore, <laughs> and, and and everybody got it. Um, and then after, and then afterwards, like you know, it's one of those things where like did, did some people definitely got it, some people maybe didn't get it. But afterwards, like. I think a couple of days later, that writer who had that huge ego came up to me and was he asked me, he was like, by the way, was that like a nod to like the joke? Because that was a funny joke. You weren't like, <gasps> I'm like, no, 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 I wasn't doing that. No, I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I totally squirmed my way out of that one. Um, Wait, did it but, stay in the episode? No. It's it totally get... in there. It's totally in there. Yeah. It's totally in there. And like people think it's super funny too. Like, okay. Cause one of the things about this gag is like, I never like thought anything of it. Like I didn't, I was just doing it cause I was just mad in the moment or whatever. But for yeah. some reason, like, like friends of mine, like they'll still bring it up. Like, I can't believe you did it. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> just something I thought was, I was just angry at the time. Um, <laughs> I love because you, you kind of started the episode saying like, Oh, I'm this very like, I'm this very shy person. You arm me with a pencil or whatever, and I'll, I'll fight back, I guess. But <laughs> We have a couple of Instagram questions, which I'm really excited about. Um, thanks for checking out Creative Block on Instagram, y'all. That's really cool. From K Silva Animation. I wonder who this is. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> 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 the joke here for whoever listens is that Keith was um, on Metamorphosis. Coast. Um, what is your approach to making a storyboard style guide for a show? And what uh, makes for a successful show pipeline? So, uh, oh, Keith, you already know the answers to this. Why are you asking me? <laughs> he just wants yeah. to brag about Middle Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that question from Keith, who was, yes, one of the uh, awesome directors on Middlemost Post. Um, storyboard style guide. So, um, for me, it's like the first storyboard style guide I saw, I think was for, I think it was like how to storyboard the Simpsons way. Which That's I think, the classic one. Yeah. yeah. Which, which Brad, I think Brad Bird did. Yep. Mm-hmm. And at the time it was like, what? Like, I had no idea. Like, like there was so many concepts in there. I had no idea. Like, it's almost like my, that was like my, like the way I learned how to like, I don't know, like, like read a movie or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then, like, when I worked on Foster's, uh, sorry, not Foster's, um, Wander Over Yonder, I did some freelance boards, and they had an awesome um, storyboard style guide on there that was written by Dave Thomas, I think Craig McCracken, um, and, well, I'm sure he had something to do with it, it was his show, and uh, <laughs> and, that, and that, that, that storyboard style guide was very cool and very specific to the show and look that they wanted. It wasn't okay. so much like, 
um, this is the right way to storyboard. You know, it was like the way they wanted their shots laid out. Um, and it was very direct and very cool. Um, so when I approached the middlemost one, it was kind of a combination of the Simpsons guide and, and the, and the wander guide. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like I, for a storyboard style guy for a show, like we re- we hired you, right? We hired you to be a board artist. Like okay. it's kind of insulting if you're like, here's a guide on how to board, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like the so, 180 rule. Remember yeah. yeah. Here's the 180 rule. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't want to do that. Like, this just seems like condescending. So I want to make a guide like the Foster's guide. Um, so. Yeah, I saw that guy that, um, we had it, the Foster's guide, we were given. Sorry, not the Foster's guide, Wander Over Yonder. I keep so saying Foster's. It's, it's a different one that you guys got, right? Because, um, I remember when I took the test for Loud House, we were given the Foster guide. Yeah, there is a Foster's one, too. Yeah. As, I'm sure there as, is. As, yeah, Craig shows yeah. are super, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. designy. Yeah. We, we can, uh, yeah, we'll probably put in the description of the, the this video, if, if you guys are, like, listening, and definitely... Uh, listeners, look up the Bradbird storyboard The Simpsons way. It's really yeah. easy to find. It's it's a really good guide. Also, it's for another yeah. type of <clears throat> style of show, but it's totally. Also- I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah the, Simps- the Simpsons guide is because I think, and I don't know, like I didn't obviously didn't work at The Simpsons at the time, but like I think like Bradbury came in and was like, I need to clean. Ha- yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. I need to show these people what to do. And so the board. Uh, Simpsons guide the Simpsons board guide is like very dynamic like Mm -hmm. it's how to make shots very dynamic Mm -hmm. which isn't really what we do in you know TV cheap TV comedies um, in animation but like but still like it taught me like how to like oh that's what a shot could you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. like an upshot a downshot what is that like why do you do that how the camera tells the story things like that how to combine shots I still remember you know right um Mm -hmm. And then the wander guide, like it had like the whole guide of like the visual guy of the show and then like references, pulling it in from like the things that Craig wanted to reference um, from old comics or whatever. Or um, what was the other? I'm forgetting the other references he had in there. Uh, but it was all super clear. So when I hit the middlemost one, I, I didn't want to be condescending. I didn't want to be like, this is how you storyboard. I wanted to say, I wanted to kind of have like a visual language for the show and again it's like the things we were talking about before where it's like clarity um you know uh, yeah. how to board for you know boarding for comedy like keeping it simple you know cutting out the shoe leather um uh yeah cutting around the boring parts um so so yeah i think my favorite it's, thing from that guide is that i still remember is you included a bunch of the um oh my god my what are they called the little like dioramas from the the Viewmasters? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. As, yeah, like, good composition. And it's true, because it's, like, they're so simple, and they're so effective, and you know, like, there's a whole little story in this tiny little square, which is literally what we do with storyboarding. I loved the compositions <coughs> of those as examples. Yeah, for those who don't know, there's, like, this, these Viewmasters. I want to say they're from the 60s, maybe? Mm-hmm. And, like, they're Hanna-Barbera. A lot of them are Hanna-Barbera. Warner Brothers, um, like, Bugs Bunny. Um... And I think there's also Peanuts ones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, someone, some amazing person out there like made these like 3D sculpts of all these characters and they're super appealing. And, you know, this is back before CG. They look like CG models almost. Like if you were going to do CG, like yeah, that's what I would Yeah, because they like kind of painted them to have like yeah, textures yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're on like, you know, see, like, um, on like, uh, you know, three-dimensional backgrounds, like sets and everything. And 
and uh yeah they're beautiful and you know you look at them in the Viewmaster, and and then they have like the you know the depth perception to them too and like but the staging of of each panel or scene or whatever you want to call it of each slide mm-hmm. um is super clear it's almost like a like like, like a storyboard artist drew it you know like it's it's just so clear and awesome mm-hmm. um so yeah, I don't know. It stuck out to me when I was making the middlemost guide. I was like, I'm gonna put this in there. Clear staging, <laughs> because like, really, they're telling is only like some of them might have like a uh, like a might be one whole story per reel, but you know, some of them just had like they're really trying to just tell a story in one of those images, and yeah, mm-hmm. just like a one a one panel comic or whatever, and yeah, it was really awesome. It inspiring. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, Does that answer that. your question, we, Keith? What What else was it? There was something else, right? Wasn't there it something was like else? a what makes for a successful show pipeline? A show yeah. pipeline. Oh, now we're getting into the real entertaining, yeah. awesome, <laughs> hilarious stuff. Um, I like to again pat myself on the back uh, because I think the pipeline at Millimost, like you know, when you, when you become like when you when you finally like become in charge of something you're like okay now it's my chance yeah, i'm yeah, gonna make the yeah. pipeline that i always wanted to make and like i said before like i've been on shows that like had like totally whacked pipelines and totally good pipelines so i just took again from experience um what i knew worked you know i knew board artists they like five to six weeks um to do a board uh <clears throat> if it's an outline show the more time the better mm-hmm. uh just because you have to write and do all this extra work um and yeah, I like I like the the unit style where there's like three directors, three directing units. Um, you know, in Milmos, it was three directors. They each had two board artists, and each had a revisionist, and each had an editor. And I like that pipeline. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure if there's any other. No, that's really cool. It's really cool to see like yeah. how you thought of making up the teams, and that's how you envisioned the pipelines. Is kind of like. This is the, the the teams the team setup, and it sounds like you're because you come from boards. You have a little bit more of like a, a board. Yes, um, yes. Like I was, in the, like I, yeah. Like I said before, I was in the trenches for years, uh-huh. <laughs> so I knew. And I don't take credit for everything. Like you know, Phil, um, coming from SpongeBob, like he had his own kind of pipeline, and Phil, mm-hmm. um, and Lauren, Lauren Gautier, who was the production manager, um, like they were very receptive to everything I had to say. Um, and I would say it was very hands-on in the beginning too, like to the point where I was like, I think I need to step away because, um, it's just too much. Like making you remember, I was like, here's how you have to like label your board, like the, the colors and the, and I still the, have that uh, the panels too. the Howie storyboard yeah. guide. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was something I learned from, from the Trolls TV show. Um, they used to color code their panels. Mm. And at first I, I thought it was kind of insane, but, uh, at the, but on Bullwinkle, like, cause I was went from trolls to bullwinkle and then i bullwinkle we had no system whatsoever <laughs> and it made me crazy mm-hmm. and then i was like okay on milmos let me use the system from trolls and they color code everything from like um to what's a revision mm-hmm. um what was some of the other ones megan to like what was um like uh yeah so it was yeah. blue when the revisionist well it was red when we had a revision and then we sent it to the yes. revisionist and they when turned it off, blue yeah. when they gave it back to us so then we knew mm-hmm. what was being touched Mm-hmm. I think green was like good, like Approved. don't touch it. Yeah. Fine. Orange was like, which we ended up not really using orange towards the end. But orange used to be like, yeah, scratch. But then the pipeline didn't really need that aspect. Yeah. Uh, 
purple, purple was, was cut. Yeah. Which yeah, also we believe everything in the board. Yeah. Because we left it in there for a while, which was good because sometimes you go back and you're like, yeah. oh, actually, let's put that back in. It's like, oh, it's right there. We don't have to go, okay, hold on. Yes. I have to close out and find a new version or like, oh, crap. I like saved over that version. We lost all that old stuff. Yeah, so. when I went on the Camp Coral, it was kind of like every man for himself mm. on that show. So I was like, yeah, I just I just stuck with the middlemost um, kind of yeah storyboard pipeline, mm. yeah color coding and everything, and it works really well. <laughs> so mm. it saves you as a director. So is it um, um was it a system that you guys were using going back and forth from edit, uh, or is it was yeah. it just prior to edit? You hope that the editor is opening up the storyboard profile. I think they do. It depends yeah, on the yeah. Sh- like, yeah, like, because mm. like when I was at DreamWorks, we would just hand the storyboard profile to the editor, and they would just take the track panels and put that right in. But at Nick, like in our Milmos, the production people wanted to do that. Mm. They were like, "We want to give the track panels to the editor." I'm like, "Okay, if you really want to, <laughs> like, yeah, mm. I'm just trying to streamline things, and if the editor is cool with it, you know." It doesn't take that long. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's re- so it's really interesting. So yeah. yeah, the track panel is like because that was something that we were doing on Captain Fall. Like uh, that was a team from BoJack Horseman, and the way they were doing it was like um, we were matching the animatic in the boards with the timing, but also we were working with with the scratch a lot. We were mm. doing a lot of a. Uh, so it's a little bit, it's really interesting how every single show has a different pipeline from boards to going into animatic. It's crazy, isn't yeah. it? It's like, how long, how long have we been doing this for? I know. Hundreds of yeah. years. And on Hundreds the... of years. And still. <laughs> and on still, the... every time it's like, I don't know, I don't know how, like, how many weeks should the board artists have? Like, really? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then, like, it's important, too, to, like, because when they get to animatic, it's a whole other pipeline, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, we made sure that, like, we didn't start designing stuff until the animatic was locked, you know? Mm. Which was something, like, on Bullwinkle, we didn't have, like, there were times where we'd be break, breaking down an episode, and I'd be like, uh, I think we might cut this, we might not. Like, you know, like, oh, like there was yeah. no animatic yet, you know? So, like, yeah, so as soon as the board is done, get that, get that thing right in animatic, mm. get it approved as fast as you can. You know, I think we have a mill most we had like, I think a week between each time we got to show it to the, to the EPs. Right, Megan? Well, like a week each. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And on mill most too, like, so Megan would get the animatic. Mm-hmm. Um, You would have like a week with it maybe before I even. I think no. about a week and a half. So I would get the board, and then I would do my little pass, like, okay, Yeah, you like, had a pass on it. Do it, fix the changes, clean it up, and then I would, like, do notes and give it to my revisionist, Jackie, and then she would do the notes, give it back, and then we'd have it all ready for animatic. Then it gets sent to the editor, and then I would do, like, a quick pass, I guess? Yeah. With you. No, wait. We would, we would sit you? together. No, we, we would together. sit together. That's right. Yep. As soon as the editor put it together, we would then watch, Then we would review like, it together. Yes, he or she would send us like the first pass. It was usually like the rough version of the mm-hmm. animatic. Some of the dialogue might be in there, some of it might not be. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, then we all watch it together, and then but the but John and Dave, the EPs were not in there. It was just like it was just me mm-hmm. being the boss, and uh, yeah, because some of the yelling, stuff they yelling see at everyone. To see. Yeah. Like even so, an episode is super long, but it's like oh, there's a lot of like fat we can cut out. Like they don't need to seemed, see all that stuff. It seemed risky in the beginning to not have the EPs there at all, but yeah. they were trusting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there were times I'd be like, man, do this joke, and Q 
Keith got a lot of this actually, where it'd be like, here's a funny joke, and and then you give David. He would do it, or you would do it, whatever. And then, like John Davis, would be like, "What? What? What is this? <laughs> like, what, cut! Cut that! You win some, you lose yeah. some. <laughs> exactly. And that's just yeah. That's that's the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But so we had like a week between. I think each animatic. Like I would give you notes. Like I would give the directors notes. Yep. You would have a week to do it. We watch it again. We we and then after the second pass, then we would show it to John and Dave. Um, and then I think we had two more passes with them. Yep. And then by by the end of this of the series, we kind of like some episodes like became different. <laughs> you know, where like there's some episodes where we show it to John Dave early. Yeah. Because you know, maybe it was too short, or maybe it was just like, this is pretty good. Let's just show it to them right now. Like we have nothing else to do on That's this. That's true. There was a couple um, that they were like, No, yeah. I think this is done. We showed them they were like, looks good. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That was by the end, though. That was like yeah, when we that's all, figured, we all it out. figured it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was not in the beginning. Ah, yeah. the good days. Uh, yes. <laughs> right before your show's canceled. I know. <laughs> that's just when we figured it all out. <gasps> what? I can say that, right? It was canceled. Wait, yeah, can yeah. I say that? No, it, it wasn't canceled. Not picked up. It's on. It's on. Yeah, permanent hiatus. Air quotes. <laughs> it's a different, different yeah. terminology, y'all. It'll be back one day, kids. Keep keep waiting. It'll be on Paramount Plus soon. Check oh, it. Oh yeah. What day is that? Give, uh, a, give a plug. I think the twenty sixth. Probably <gasps> it'll be before this episode airs. So check is it, it just out. Season... Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah. Just season one. It... Just season one. Okay, cool. Look at all our hard oh, cool. pandemic work. <laughs> we were sick the whole time we were working on that Look what it's not true because i think like no i think like none of us got the corona we're until like good. the end wow yeah, until, until the end <laughs> it's because like phil and like our team kept us all well fed well supplied we got so many yes. like here's a cheese box like, hope you're doing okay <laughs> i'm like oh cheese you say <laughs> yeah the perks of animation yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It helps. <laughs> um, yep. We have a, one last question for you before mm-hmm. we ask you the ultimate creative block question. But before that, we have a Twitter question from at... At Elon Musk. No! Oh, oh, oh no. He, he listens. That would have been funny. Oh. If Elon asked a question on creative block, I don't know how I'd feel. I would, I would <laughs> I be both I flattered but, and yeah, no, disgusted. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think we know exactly how you'd feel. <laughs> I mean, you know. Anyway, yeah. You rock, Howie. Question: Where do you turn for inspiration? Where do I turn for inspiration? Oh man, like inspiration is everywhere. Like nowadays, <laughs> like okay, growing up, like I would say it's changed over the years. Because like yeah, growing up, I was inspired by weird, strange things. Um, well, because <laughs> I, I like I said before in the early part of this of this interview, like I was way into like disney animation and then like mm-hmm. ren stimpy came out and i was like what is this <laughs> you know <laughs> and like i wanted to do like crazy cartoony stuff um so anything i see that's crazy cartoony i'm always inspired by and yeah nowadays with like instagram and youtube oh my god there's like so much good stuff out there um it's a lot not a lot of good stuff either but there's a <laughs> lot of, there's a lot of good stuff um so yeah you never know like just you're just like scrolling through instagram and like whoa who is this um and I would say also like like um, watch a lot of like anime lately. Mm. Um, and I am not like the end all be all on it. Like I don't know that much, but 
just the whole like, everything inspires me about Japanese animation like from how they actually get it made mm-hmm. um, to like what's on this like yeah to the content to like what they're actually producing like how they got away with this because this would never work in America mm-hmm. um, no exec would ever sign off on this um, yeah I mean I get inspiration from lots of different things um, I think for storyboarding too like just as a story artist like telling stories inspired by just the people I meet the weirdos you see mm-hmm. out in public you know like for a while i got like into photography mm-hmm. and what i liked the most about it was just like yeah just capturing the <laughs> the weird people out there that are on the streets i'm sorry i'm calling you all weird people but um <laughs> but yeah it's just yeah i don't know just yeah you're you're inspired by life it sounds mm-hmm. stupid and cheesy but like that's where a comedy comes from a lot of the time you know mm-hmm. so so yeah inspired by all the people i work with too even the bad ones so i don't say yeah it doesn't make any sense no um <laughs> it's so deep well because it's deep um no i am i am inspired by all the people i work with too like that is it sounds super cheesy but yeah holy crap there's a lot of talent out there so cheesy is good too i don't know Cheesy's i feel like good. they're all kind of like sometimes like i can't I can't do this or I can't say that because it w- it's going to be perceived in that way. But sometimes it's just good to be yourself. And to Am I saying you. things I shouldn't say? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> or... I feel like you're just kind of like being too hard on yourself calling your inspiration cheesy. Ah. Well, sometimes I say the same things that other people say. You know, it's like, <laughs> this has been said before a million times and I'm <laughs> saying it again. But it's true. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some of those things are actually true. You were talking about inspiration. I want to talk about the lack of inspiration, which is maybe creative block. Um, have you ever experienced creative block? And if you have, um, what does it feel like for you? And how do you get over it? You don't mean the podcast, right? You mean like real? <laughs> yeah, the real one, not the podcast. I'm not the first person to say that. Okay. Um, uh, creative block is, yeah, it's... It's, you have to realize it's natural. It happens to everybody. Okay. It can happen. It happens to me. It happens to, I don't know, Steven Spielberg. You know, it happens to everyone. It doesn't matter who you are, right? Mm-hmm. That always makes me feel better when I know it's <laughs> something is, also happens to somebody else that's way more famous and important than me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, but, but it, it, yeah, you just have to be patient. Like, that's the only thing I, I do is I just... It's kind of in a way it's good because I like maybe I'm working too hard. Maybe I need to take my eyes off this. Maybe maybe I need to go outside, walk around the walk around the neighborhood or something. You know, like mm-hmm. the way to deal with it's different for everybody. But for me, it's like I just gotta let time pass and just be patient. Like I think I've saying this before, where it's time, especially when I'm doing like an outline show or a board driven mm-hmm. show, where I'm just like, I need a joke, I need a joke, I need a joke, and I can't force it out of myself. I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's like. Sometimes I'll leave like an empty spot mm-hmm. of dialogue, let's say, right before the pitch. I'm like, I'll think of something before the pitch. And then I don't. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, what was that? I got to think of a line. Crap, crap, crap. You know, and sometimes when that happens, when you're up, when you're up against the wall and like, you know, the, the, the clock or the clock is ticking, whatever. Like, you, <laughs> sometimes you think of the dumbest, funniest stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way. To, I don't know if that's getting over creative block exactly, but... But setting like that kind of like uh, deadline for yourself, 
another like friend of mine is like, I do my funniest work when it's like three a.m. You know, it's like, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's I'm sure it's pretty interesting. Um, no, it, but there is like a level of truth to that, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you get into the groove, whatever, and you, you know, it, it's a great feeling. But man, there's so like creative block all the time. But you just gotta realize it just happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. And you'll get over it. I don't know. Everyone deals with it differently, so. Well, that's, yeah. that's why we were, we're asking you. We were asking like yeah. how you do it. I think that's really. Yeah. I, I really like that. I do feel like, I I do think leaving a spot blank, like like giving your like yourself the grace as an artist, you leave a spot blank to come back to later is so helpful. Because I, I, I for the longest time in my career, I had like a very linear type of thinking, and I was just like I has to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And and I, I had a really hard time like allowing myself to jump around in the board and like thinking of it as something nonlinear. So great advice. Sometimes you just skip it. It's true. Come back I love this bird, Howie. I, yeah. I drew a bird. I drew a bird. <laughs> I had to draw something. <laughs> I can't talk and draw at the same time. How do you do it? How do you do it? We don't talk. You talk. We, yeah. we make you do that. So that's I've secret. got to chill and doodle. That's <laughs> a secret. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys are listening on um, Spotify, make sure to check out the YouTube video. There's some awesome doodles by Megan and Howie. They're Yay. I drew. I drew like one and a half things. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I feel like I just want to stay on and just keep drawing um, <laughs> by myself, I guess. <laughs> you guys like... Deep into the late night. Just yeah. doodling. Is there another page here? No. Um, okay. I'm ready for another page. Let's do another page. <laughs> let's do Let's do another page. This time... Howie's time I'm gonna, to shine. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to let you... You can still ask, you know, ask me questions, whatever, of course. And I'm going to try to draw at the same time. We'll see what happens. I might not answer your question exactly because... I, I, can't, I can't do two things at the same time. Final okay. round. This, this, this mm-hmm. is the game round. So everyone, make Lightning sure you round. check out the YouTube video <laughs> because this is where we grill Howie. Um, <laughs> so are you ready? Are you on page seven, ready to draw? Mm-hmm. I'm on page seven. I'm drawing. Go page for it. Seven. I'm drawing. I'm drawing. Yeah, he's drawing. He's drawing. drawing. Um, question. Oh, whatever. What was the name of your first mentor? My first mentor, oh, it was Brian, Brian Mitchell, who I was talking about mm-hmm, earlier. Mm-hmm. This is how we do that. a little summer animation school. You guys are quiz. Oh, is this, is this a this a quiz or <laughs> making sure you you're who you really are? Okay, okay, yeah. My answers change every time. Yeah, could be a problem. Oh no. <laughs> um. Okay. Hey, I'm the only one drawing now. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is your okay. page, Howie. Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you were to get a show made, if you had a blank check to make a show, what would it be? Ah, oh, that is a good question. Hard question to answer. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh, God. Keep drawing. Keep... Don't stop drawing. Don't stop drawing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I okay, what about know. theme? Like, if there was a theme you really like for, like, a show... Like, would you do, like, a horror or sci-fi comedy? I mean, I, I would love to do, like, sci-fi. I would love to do, like, I don't know. I think it's overdone at this point, but, like, doing the cheesy, like, 80s kind of, like, you know. Nice. Um, uh, yeah, I have no idea. For a while, I was into, like, the cyberpunk stuff, mm-hmm. and that cyberpunk anime came out. 
and was like, I want to do a cyberpunk goofy cartoon and that's like wait but cyberpunk's like everywhere right now so i don't know um but i love everything like i love western i love you know you have to kind of look at like what's not out there maybe or mm-hmm. or just a way to put a unique spin on because everything's been done before so it's true it's true yeah <gasps> who's drawing who is this i'm stealing your page <laughs> that's okay because i yeah i wasn't drawing okay back to drawing 30 back to drawing. points because you lost 30 points you looked you away were... yeah you looked back to drawing What's your favorite anime right now, Howie? <laughs> favorite anime. Um, let's see. My wife and I, we were watching uh, Bungo Stray Dogs, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were watching Bochi the Rock, which was awesome. That one ended. Um, have you seen any of these? Or I've no? been rewatching I'm all of Dragon Ball. Mega. Dragon Ball. You know what? I've never watched Dragon Ball. <gasps> it's really fun. It's real good. It's just mm-hmm. so charming and cute and... It's like this weird fusion of anime and like Looney Tunes, and I love it. Mm-hmm. I can never get into it. I don't know why. How I dare just you? Get in... I know. I just, like hey. leave the call. <laughs> <laughs> Minus Click. fifty yeah. points for that one. <laughs> you heard it here first. How we never watched Dragon Ball. <laughs> it's true. No, but there's a something to be said that Dragon Ball is very different from Dragon Ball Z. So make sure it's you watch shows. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball is really fun. Yeah. There's also this great show. You're gonna laugh at me. There's this anime we've been watching called Buddy Daddies, which is That's like a the funny dumbest, name. the dumbest name ever. And it looks like a spy, um, spy X family ripoff. I don't know if you've seen that show. Oh popular. yeah, that show's pretty funny. Yeah, it looks like a ripoff of that show, but it's totally not, and it's actually really good. <laughs> and I, I believe it's original too. Like it's not based off of a manga, like mm-hmm. most anime is. Um, so I recommend that show. It's very heartfelt and funny and silly at the same time. Terrible title, though. I don't know why <laughs> they call it Buddy Daddies. <laughs> I guess you remember it. Yeah, yeah. But it's very good. I also love anything by Trigger, of course. Mm-hmm. Trigger. So yeah, the Cyberpunk series. Plus 50 points. We're getting yes. them back. Yes. <laughs> and with that, I feel like how we how- made it out alive of our um, surprise game show. That's yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look how much room I take up on this page too when I'm drawing. Like you draw have no page. room to draw. You have no room to draw. No, but I think it was great. It was, it was so funny. I got to like draw like your little like weird character. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna That's try great. to draw a Howie character. That's the end of this creative blog, Howie. Thanks for being our guest and sharing your story. Thanks for having me. And yeah. thanks to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter at Creative Block, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. And huge thanks to our editor, Clements. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Huge <laughs> thanks to our editor, Clements, for editing the podcast and Marco for helping us produce the show. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. We are working on the Patreon. It is going to be a lot better than it is right now. Uh, Right now, what it gets you is an early access to interviews, um, as well as bonus episodes. And the Discord. The Discord is really fun. We have some really awesome patrons um, who share a lot of, like, amazing art and inspiration. I think it's a really fun little cute, tight-knit community. Click the link in the description of this episode. I have been your host, V. And I was Megan. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.